Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hands and Harry. How is everybody out there in Internet land doing? We hope you are having a fantastic day or afternoon or evening, whenever you're giving us a listen. And thank you for listening. Uh, we got a hot one here for us uh, today. But before we dive into that, Harry, how you doing tonight, buddy? Papa, I'm doing well. Uh, very excited uh, to talk about our topic of uh, animated features and uh, specific type of animated features. Um, but I am doing good. The weather's turning, it seems. Uh, hopefully it stays this way. Um, I My slogan nowadays is, you know, you're getting old when you uh, start to talk about the weather every day or like, you know, you work like a nine to five when like you, the weather is exciting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but. Other than that, I'm doing I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Good. Glad to hear it. And, you know, hey, I'm right up there with you. So you ever want to chat, you know, the weather, oh. <laughs> you know, you know where to go. Let's let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, Hans, how are you doing tonight, pal? Good. I'm going to bounce off Harry's uh, Harry's note of the weather changing. It's now daylight savings time, which is like, you know, with with the nine to five thing. It's mm. so nice that when you leave work, like the sun's actually up. Oh, so um, get a nice it's, walk it's in. Yeah, so I know it was like close to 70 today. It's supposed to just, I think like Friday, it's supposed to peak at like 70 and sunny again. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. This, this winter was been like a, a real uh, B word. I guess like yeah, the it was a drag. Say. Yeah, that <laughs> that's a not one. a B word, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel you for sure. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the, um, the daylight savings time thing. It is nice to be able to, pop out from my dungeon <laughs> my work dungeon and uh you know see the sun window. shining and the breeze blowing so it's a uh, it's a good feeling just to you know soak that up for a few minutes um Absolutely. but we are here tonight to talk pixar uh this is in honor of pixar's 25th release i can't even say theatrical release because it's not a uh, it's not theatrical, unfortunately, oh. the last few haven't been, but uh, Turning Red came out. So we're going to talk Turning Red, but we're also ranking all of the Pixar features. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And then, you know, when we get to Turning Red, we'll uh, um, go a little more in depth on that. But uh, but yeah, so here we are. This is a this was a heck of a list. Um, I think this was even more movies than when we ranked the Marvel Studio movies at the time. Uh, yeah. I think we were in like the low twenties for that. So uh, we really kind of had to, uh, to work our way through this. Uh, Harry, why don't you explain uh, how we got the average for these? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Say we'll save the math for, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes a little bit, but basically mm-hmm. we, we each did our individual rankings for this. And then basically with three of us, we just figured out what the average was of the scores um, and then compiled that list together. Um, you know, and I, I think there'll be some surprises in here because sometimes when we do our fave fives or our top fives, like, you know, it's our own feelings. Um, but one, one of us, uh, or one among us is, uh, I feel like had a big impact on, on these final rankings, Saboteur. especially when we get into our, <laughs> <especially laughs> our top five, but, um, Ew. you know, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> no names will be spoken until the time is yes. right. Um, but I'm sure the folks at home could guess. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, but it was, uh, that's how we did it. Um, and yeah, no, no, nothing too crazy. We didn't, uh, go out and poll anyone or 
you know, uh, get any crazy formulas. Simple, simple as that. So a cool. couple ties, which we'll touch base on as well. And thank you to our resident mathematician, Harry, oh for, uh, for compiling uh, and, and sifting through and pouring through all the data to make uh, sure yeah. that we got absolutely precise. Uh, like, yeah. We're, we're like the poor man's rotten tomatoes where we're just like an <laughs> aggregate for all this. All right. So with that being said, we're going to kick it off with uh, number 25. Uh, what do we got, boys? So number 25, we have uh, it is the second in the great mm. franchise of the Cars movies. Um, Cars 2. Um, I had this, I'm pretty sure, just on my individual list, pretty low down. Um, I have a, as a parent, a, um, big hatred for the cars, um, series only because, um, I've watched them over and over and over and over, um, two, not so much, but, um, two, it, it, it's not, it, it's just a very random story told in the cars universe that has nothing to do. There's spies and maters like, you know, a, a supposed spy and it, it really falls apart. There's like some racing in it. There's actually more racing in this one than there is in the first one. But the story is just like, I, if I was a, a five or six year old who was at the time supposed to enjoy this movie, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known what the hell's going on. Um, all the cast comes back from the first one and the voices. And we have uh, our our Batman, um, John Totoro is in this one, um, which I didn't know until recently after I was looking some stuff up. Uh, it's just not a good movie. Um, they, they definitely went and tried to take the Cars franchise in that very different direction after this first movie and it just i think it didn't work um and i think it like box office financials i think it probably made a little more i gotta look that up but um it's not loved by pixar fans and disney fans so yeah Mm -hmm. that it stinks (laughs) harry any thoughts on cars too yeah, I mean, I'll I'll keep it short because uh, I'm, this isn't my Captain Marvel, but uh, this out of all the movies is probably the one I've seen the least of. I I, uh, I went into Cars Three as the first Cars movie I ever saw. Um, I you know I was told I probably needed to see one and not really two. Um, I've watched explainer videos on two, and it's an absolute mess and hilarious to dive into for a weird YouTube dive. There's like a 15 minute like cars Two explanation on the, the spiness of it. Um, yeah, it didn't really, it doesn't really appeal to me. Um, I try to watch the cars movies as much as I can when I come to Hanratty's house um, as his son absolutely loves it, loves those movies, especially cars one. And I think cars three um, <laughs> more. So obviously that the cars two isn't on in the Hanratty household. So haven't seen a lot, um, but yeah, there's a reason why this is last on our list. Um, and another point, um, you know, as I always love Oscar awards, love and Oscar nominations, uh, Cars 2, absolutely nothing for it. And, uh, you know, the animated award was uh, introduced in 2001. Shrek was the first winner. Shout out Dom Das um, as a Shrek lover um, and <laughs> obsessed lover of that movie. I don't get it. Um, it's good, but it's not that good. Uh, anyway, Cars 2, uh, nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, goose egg. And uh yeah, not a not a fan. So, yeah, moving on to you, Greg. Go ahead, take it on Cars too. Yeah, so this is uh, this is only one of three Pixar films that I have not seen, and um, I just I I loathe the Cars franchise probably more than any franchise 
in Disney. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge Disney fan and I just, I cannot get into cars. Um, so I don't know the second one. Sure. Cash grab. Where's planes? What's the deal with that? You know, who cares? So planes, fire and rescue, baby. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I just, uh, cars to nothing for me and I didn't see it. So I ranked it low. Um, yeah, there we are. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> next All up, right. what do we got? Yeah. Next one is, uh, is going to be cars three. Um, as I mentioned, this was the first one I saw, um, you know, it introduced, uh, you know, Lightning McQueen and his, um, you know, to prove himself kind of a flip from the first movie as Lightning McQueen was the newcomer. Now he's the aged veteran and he's channeling his Doc Hudson um, there for that. Um, but, yeah, it introduces Action Jackson. I think the, the car's name is Chris. You would know better than me. Jackson Storm. Jackson Not Storm. Action, action Jackson. Action, I mean, action's action. middle name. Jackson. Maybe I've been watching the wrong movies. Um, Jackson, action, action storm, action. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson storm. Really cool car. Um, looked cool. Uh, was was really intimidating to be the best car out there. Um, and Which by uh, Army Hammer. Yikes. Yeah, we'll pass. So we'll <laughs> yeah. pass yeah. on that. <laughs> another reason maybe better. not to visit the uh, Cars Three universe. Um, so yeah, uh, first cars I ever saw. It was fine. Um, it feels like, again, a cash grab. I feel like there's a lot of these movies with Pixar that we'll get to that feel that way to me, as Greg mentioned, with Cars 2. And, um, yeah, those are my thoughts on Cars 3. I uh, don't really want to spend too much time on the Cars universe, um, but I'll, I'll touch base on something I love about Cars with the first one. Uh, hands, you uh, you got the floor here with uh, Cars 3. Your, uh, yeah, your feelings on – or, sorry, yeah, Cars 3. Whew, um, mouthful. My, my son loves it. Um, I don't only because my son loves it so much. I've seen it over and over and over and over. Mm. Like I, I more times in the past six months than I've seen it in the past six years. Um, it was a cash grab. It came back. I don't even know that the year difference of one, two and three, but they tried to cash in on that nostalgia factor. It was basically a repeat of the first movie um, yeah. with a little Just bit. I it. mean, yeah, you, you honestly can see cars, one and two you don't have to see cars one and two and cars three could just be your cars one and, and that's it um it's it's really the same story um it's uh, i mean i have it i i think i had it fairly low too on my list and it it belongs there and i don't really have like too much to say on it. i think i had it like 20th um it's just it's it's if you've seen cars one you, you've seen cars three and cars one's a little better so yeah it's whatever Greg? Yeah, there was a time when, like, really the only franchise in Pixar to get sequels was Toy Story, and they were bangers, man. And then mm. Cars came along, and they're like, hey, let's make 15 more of these, and they're all they crappy, and nobody all. cares. And yeah, they don't they don't have that Pixar magic. Uh, and so that's why this is down here. This is second of my three movies that I have not seen, so I just I don't <laughs> care about action jackson storm or whatever his name is jackson or any of the storm. cars Greg, sure Greg, jackson, jackson storm, storm. Uh, army hammer yeah i i just um. no interest whatsoever i doubt i'll ever watch these to be honest these two cars movies so um mm, that's fine yeah. watch cars one and you're good i have i have seen that so it's not like i'm shutting out the cars franchise but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on from there. Uh, next up, we have A Bug's Life from 1998, ranked at 23. Um, 
It was actually nominated for Best Music, uh, Original Music or Comedy Score at the Oscars that year. Um, mm. I, I don't have a ton to say about Bugs Life. It's crazy because I actually just rewatched it uh, recently. It was um, every Saturday morning uh, or Saturday at noon. Disney Junior runs like a, a family movie or whatever. And uh, my daughter and I always watch those and we both tried watching a bug's life did not hold our interest either of us <laughs> uh for context my daughter is less than two but even still she will uh sit still for some movies so yeah i mean look it's got a few moments uh that are funny but it's just um it just kind of exists i don't really have any particular love for it uh and it seems kind of mediocre the animation doesn't really hold up as well. And, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about this um, prior to the pod uh, hair, but yeah, Kevin Spacey being in it also is another thing where it's like, hmm, mm. I don't know. So uh, hands, what are your thoughts on a bug's life? Uh, I never seen it. Uh, I thought I saw it, but it was, I saw ants, um, <laughs> which I think they came around the same time. And yeah. it was like that Armageddon slash deep impact. Uh, thing that usually happens with these movies um yeah so i saw ants um i didn't like ants so um i'm sure if i saw yeah, I Life, I with some more yikes I would not casting like in there <laughs> yeah exactly oh, um i don't and ants wasn't disney i think it was dreamworks yeah um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i just I, i've heard uh my wife always says she's like you've never watched a bug's life I'm like no like I, I haven't i saw the one with the ants and that that was a bug's life to me yeah. So um, I'm going to watch A Bug's Life and be like, wait, wasn't this Ants? And just get confused and, you know, whatever. Dude, I, if you I want know, a good like, bug movie, watch James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, there there, there's plenty other good bug movies. Even like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There's a giant ant in that. I'll watch that. Yeah, Would you count yeah. Turbo as a bug movie? He's a snail, but I guess that yeah. doesn't, doesn't count. Not a I bug. Mean, uh, well, mm. sure. Whatever. I don't care. Dude, have <laughs> you it. have you ever watched Turbo? I did. Yeah, it was. I watched an IMAX. I have no, I forgot that movie ever existed <laughs> until right now. I, I guess they're just giving IMAX releases to any old film. Listen, any <laughs> animated movie gets usually a big format release. And Greg, when we used to work at the theater, there was always those Wednesdays at like two o'clock when you weren't doing anything. And it was like perfect time to watch an IMAX kids movie with nobody around. So sure. sure. Um, <laughs> just for the distractions. So um. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, I was a little bit higher on Bugs Life than you guys, uh, which is why I think I, I nudged it, not last or, or the one or twenty fourth. Um, I think it's I think it's okay. I probably haven't seen it since. I feel like it does lean a little bit more adulty with the humor. Um, but yeah, reason we've already listed the reasons not to revisit this. Um, poor animation, poor poor cast for it. Um, but yeah, definitely fast forward to the bloopers. Um, love the blooper role at the end of this movie. Um. And uh, I think they did it with another movie. Uh, but yeah, bring back Pixar bloopers. Uh, really enjoy those at the end of the credits. Uh, if you Agreed. guys have never checked it out. So um, yeah. Cool. All Bugs right. Life. Cool. Moving on. Number 22. What do we got? Incredibles 2. Um, enough, you know, I'm starting to see like a little bit of a, like a trend going <laughs> on with like, it's usually like, and as we get into like the bottom part of this list, like there's definitely a, a good amount of, uh, numbers that are coming out after these uh these movies uh incredibles mm-hmm. 2 they they waited like i i got and i'm gonna look this up they waited a long long time to make incredibles one between incredibles one and two 14 and, years 
yeah, I don't think they're that. Like, I'm not even like big on the first Incredibles. Like, I think it's good, but I don't. And we'll, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But Incredibles two was, was like, I think this was another one where it was kind of like let's cash in on that nostalgia fact. Like, we made Cars three after an X amount of years. Let's try and do Incredibles. And Incredibles was a good movie, but they're like, I think they're just kind of like, all right, well. I think a lot of people like incredible when Incredibles two came out, I think it was more for people who were uh, what 15, like that were like kids at that time. And they're like, all right, well, they want us to make an incredible, like we'll, we'll hope on we'll bank on making money with this. Um, for all I know is the story. I, I, and if I only saw it once, then it's probably all I'll ever see it. I think it's basically <laughs> like people are like, they're it's the same as the first where they're trying to get rid of the super people, super people. And, one of them gets kidnapped or or i think the wife is actually more famous than mr incredible yeah the roles i forget, I forget her name yeah. um holly hunter holly hunter or holly yeah. hunter holly not holly um like her character is like more famous than mr incredible and it's just get, it got it gets really confusing uh and I, I i mean for me at the time when it came out i was like in my 20s and i'm like all right this is great and no i was like i, I didn't need to see it and I, I guess you know it, it made it made that nostalgia money, and that's what a lot of that. And it was also during a time when every other, like not just Disney, like every other franchise in movie history was like, "Hey, let's go back 15, 20 years and and re- make a sequel of something that already exists." So, yeah, I, I just I had it low on my list only because I I feel like it wasn't needed and it didn't really do any. It didn't really improve on the first story, and it just kind of was just there, probably just to sell more toys. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I really love the first Incredibles, uh, which we'll get to later on, thankfully, um, for it. But this one just it felt like a cash grab, um, you know, as we mentioned a couple of times. Um, yeah, the, the story kind of flips itself with, you know, Elastigirl uh, kind of being um, the the presence and the the one the you know out there and dad being at home trying to be a stay-at-home dad i will say i do think there's probably some reasons why cars and incredibles have gotten sequels is because of disneyland um and the fact that there's the credit coaster and there's cars land so makes sense to keep pumping those movies out um uh, but, excuse you know, me be- it's radiator springs yeah sorry yeah. um cars well, i call it cars land but <laughs> what a nerd yeah sorry um sorry i'll put on my glasses um but uh yeah no it's uh it's a beautiful land uh would would 100 go there but uh yeah um yeah that's the only reason why i can think that they did that but uh yeah nothing more needs to be said about this movie um it's such a disappointment considering i how much i love the first one uh really let down by this one papa what are your thoughts yeah, so this is the third of my three movies that I have not seen. Um, Unbelievable. So, yeah, so you're really, you're really out, pulling a hands on this one. I know. I must from say. here on out, folks, after this, I promise I'll give some good takes. But uh, yeah, no, um, Incredibles 2, look, you guys kind of touched on all the points already. It totally felt like a cash grab. I wasn't huge on the original Incredibles. Um, unlike most people, I, I kind of stand on my own there. But uh, I saw even less of a reason to see this one and yeah it's like hey let's let's just reach in the bag and pull out a franchise we haven't touched in 14 years oh here you know let's make a sequel pixar is so great with coming up with new fresh ideas and settings and to just kind of like oh let's take this off the shelf and dust it off it's like eh, i don't 
did we really need to revisit this? Like, give me something yeah. original instead, because you guys are stellar at that. So I don't know. I just it ranks low for me for that reason. Also, one of the things I want to point out with like with with and I think cars is like this, too is the runtime on The Incredibles 2 is an hour and 58, which isn't a lot for, well, I mean, like, if you're going to see, like, a Marvel movie or, like, Batman or something, but, yeah. like, for a kid's movie, like, I this this feels it's every long. bit, yeah. every bit of two hours. And the, and the first one does, too. And Cars, I, I think the first Cars is like that, where it's just, like, I think it's that clock's in at about two hours. And it's just, like, I, I think for, if you're going to watch an animated movie, like, you don't really want to sit there for two and a half hours. Like I don't, and I, it, it does feel every bit its length. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what do we got next to 21? Yeah. 21. We have a uh, monsters university. Um, dare I say another cash grab? Um, <laughs> no. Um, I mean, listen, I think, I think everyone loved the first monsters university or monsters Inc. Um, we'll definitely talk about it later. Um, my problem with this movie is that it goes back in time when I would have liked to have seen, maybe a sequel to, to monsters, uh, Inc. Um, with this one, it was, uh, for monsters university. It was, uh, yeah, just disappointing again to me for this. I'm, I'm finding, I'm trying to find the words of what I liked about this movie. And I feel like it's just forgettable in a way. Like I remember I saw it and I just kind of was like, that's cool. Um, you know, uh, for it. So yeah, no Oscar love either, um, which is disappointing. Uh, well, I mean, is probably right, but just disappointing for the Pixar brand. And, um, yeah, definitely not a huge monsters university fan for this one. Um, hands, what were your thoughts? Uh, I think you were pretty much aligned with me, um, that this didn't rank too high up the list. No, no, I, I, I honestly, and I'm in kind of your ballpark where I don't re I remember seeing it, and I think the only one of the only things I remember about is it kind of reminded me of like Revenge of the Nerds, except not as like um, uh, controversial, I guess, yeah. in, in a way. Yeah. There you um, go. But uh, I, I remember Charlie Day is in it and I love Charlie Day and mm -hmm. he does uh, the voice. And the only reason I remember that is because he's does a voice of the Laugh Factory in Tomorrowland at Disney. And he has a very memorable voice. Um, that's it. I, I, I don't, I, I think this was one that I, if you would have told me, like I saw it, I don't remember too much about it. Um, I remember like, I Fair agree with Harry and stay instead of going like sequel, they went prequel, which I don't think, I, I, I think Disney, I, I one if this is one of those movies where I think like the original idea was so clever and I think that they kind of went backwards and just wanted to make like a silly kind of like slapstick movie. And I think the jokes kind of were like, they weren't really originals, kind of just like, like basically took like a college movie and put it into a, a Pixar movie. And it just was like, oh, all right. Like there's frat parties mm. and all like, and, and it's just, you know, frat rivalries. I saw that in the 80s, Revenge of the Nerds. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of differ with you guys on this one. I had it a little lower, you know, you guys ranked it in, uh, the twenties. And I actually had this at number 15 on my list, mm -hmm. um, which I guess probably boosted it a little bit here, but uh, I, look, I will agree. It definitely felt cash grabby and yes, it, it, it felt a little derivative, but I enjoyed the humor in it a little bit more. I still found it funny. That's fair. I, you know, Mike Wazowski and Sully endearing characters 
hair i'm with you i totally would have preferred a sequel versus a prequel but this is what we got and you know i still enjoyed revisiting um you know the the world of uh the monsters inc and and what is it scaropolis is that where they live i know they didn't i think so yeah live in scaropolis and monsters you but um but yeah so i don't know i i enjoyed it i thought it was fine for what it was wasn't anything earth shattering but um but it was fun so that's why it ranked a little higher for me yeah uh okay so next we're gonna move on to number 20 which is 2006's cars uh the first one um so i'm not a huge fan of the cars franchise uh but (laughs) you know this being the only one i've seen i had to rank it a little (laughs) higher than the others uh and you know i mean they've got a decent cast in there uh i i don't know like the plot is okay i guess i it's tough for me to go into details on this because i just it's not one that i watch often very very infrequently because I, i just i'm not big on it um as far as Oscars, it goes, uh, it, it was a nominee for Best Achievement in Music uh, with the song Our Town by Randy Newman, and it uh, was nominated for Best Animated Feature of the Year. Uh, didn't win either of those, and sorry, ka-chow. <laughs> um, Har, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, I saw Cars 3 before I saw Cars. Um you know, uh, shout out Paul Newman getting those uh, getting those late checks uh, mm. doing the voice of Doc Hudson. Um, you know, that that was pretty cool to, I guess, have him in there. Way to way to drive out the grandparents uh, as well as, as the young kids uh, for it. Um, you know, listen, I'll just say not a huge as you know, we're not huge car guys uh, over here, uh, even though we all walk, work in the car industry now. Um <laughs> But a uh, huge fan of a uh, radiator spring. So would highly suggest that if you find yourself out in the California area, if you're going to Disneyland, uh, the cars ride is, is amazing. Um, so would highly, highly suggest that over going uh, to see a cars movie. Um, fun fact for the listeners. Uh, this was the only movie we were completely uh, aligned on. Uh, we all ranked it uh, 19th. Um, so it, it was a funny three for three on that end. So, so hands as someone who has cars on all the time, are your feelings the same, uh, as with, uh, the other car movies? Yep. Pretty much. Um, I, I, all right. So what the first one came out in 2006, so I was like 21. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like I, again, I was, I'd like work at the movie theater. I just remember how busy it was for car. Cause Pixar was kind of finding its footing with, uh, with their movies, um and it's i just i i for some reason i don't i I, it it's been beaten into my head where like i think i liked it a lot more 15 years ago but the fact Mm. that i don't just don't find it i like i think the magic was out of it was taken away for me because of what i've watched it so much i mean yeah the cast is good uh, except for larry the cable guy but he plays a dumb tow truck driver and there you go like he, the, Who else you gonna cast? <laughs> exactly. Like the list was the, the list was small for that. Um, I did actually want to like after Finn started watching so much, I realized Michael Keaton's in it, which I did not know. Um, he does is the voice of the the bad car, uh, Chick Hicks, and uh, did not know that. Um, so that was fun to learn. Uh, other than that, yeah, you're right. You got Paul Newman in to get the the old heads in to watch it, and they're like, oh man, we remember him from like the fifties. Um, which a lot of Harry's favorite movies and um, 
Great yeah, job. It just, I, I, I agree. The car ride is great. I'm glad that we have something that comes from that, but it just, I, I think I, I've seen it so much. I'm tired of hearing Rascal Flats' life as a highway. And, just, and I love that song before that, where I hear it so much and Finn knows every word to it. And it's just, yeah. I, you know, one thing yeah. I will give it now that you're talking about songs, I really love uh, the song that they play during the credits where it's uh, uh, Find Yourself. You know what? I, I think it's by like Toby Keith or something. Yes. That's when you find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that song. I have a, and, and when we get to another movie, uh, and just remind me when we start talking about, um, I'll just, I'll say when we start talking about turning red, bring mm-hmm. that back up because mm-hmm. I got a funny story about that, um, <laughs> about that song in relation to turning red. Greg was uh, Greg was volunteering to clean the theater for cars uh, when it was out there in the credits. He said, "I'll jump in there. Yeah, let uh, me in. Find your way. Put me in, coach." <laughs> uh, all right, enough cars talk. What do we got next, boys? Uh, we got uh, what number are we on? We are 19. on 19, 19. Yeah, the good dinosaur. Um, I'm just gonna go out and say it. I'm the one who thought a lot, a lot higher on this than the other these other two guys. Um, I have it ranked as 12. Um, I love this movie. This is definitely in the top 50% for me, obviously. Um, I've seen this movie probably more than I've seen a couple of the like the, my higher ranked ones. Um, it's a, I, I think it's 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 an original story from Pixar. It's a shame that the reason this kind of I think came and went and is a, a forgotten a long forgotten movie is because it went through like a budget hell or a budget like a, a development hell. And I I just I I think this is one of the few movies that like and with Pixar where I like watched it and as an adult and like probably like teared up in a couple spots in it. Um, You know, it's, it's a very, it's a very beautiful movie. Um, And it's like a really, it's, it's definitely a movie about like, you know, a developing friendship between a little boy and a talking dinosaur. Like how can you not name Arlo? How can you not love that? Um, But he tries to take the, the boy back to his, his, people they're like kate he's basically like a caveman and um they go on they have some hijinks together and you know in pixar style uh pixar style i'm i and i it's uh, you know they have a depressing beginning and and a happy ending but i just i i love the good dinosaur i i think a lot of people when they're like they're like oh i haven't seen that like i even never even heard of that i'm like yeah it really it really came and went in a in a in an instant i i think like it might have been in theaters for like like maybe like twelve hours, like it was not it was not a big one, but I love it. Good, go I'm ahead. glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, go ahead, uh, Papa, if you want to. You sure? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, all right. So, well, it's so a good dinosaur. I don't care. I, I was just gonna say, like, so this is one where when it was in theaters, I heard that it was not good uh, for Pixar standards. All those um, people are wrong. So I was, you know, I I don't know why, but I just I ended up missing it. And um, when it came to home release, I'm like, I gotta get this. I love dinosaurs. I love cavemen. I love Pixar. Who what doesn't? could possibly go yeah. wrong? Exactly. So I watched it, and I was praying that people were wrong, and they weren't. It just it wasn't that good for me. Uh, you know, I just I was really bummed out because. 
I like to give movies that get an unfair rap a, a shake, a fair shake. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but I, I agree with the masses on this one. It just it didn't do much for me. I mean, is it a bad movie? No, of course not. But is it does it live up to that high standard of Pixar films for me personally? Unfortunately, not. Um, I, I I'm happy that they you know tried something different because that is what Pixar does. Most of the time, <laughs> of course, I say that after we just get done talking about all the sequel films, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, most of the time they are uh, spot on with originality. So I'm glad that they, they went out and tried something different. It just, uh, it didn't hit on all cylinders for me. Harry, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I I'd probably say I'm, I'm a little similar to Greg, although I probably lean a little bit more towards how much I enjoyed it. I remember going to Disney world, uh, and usually they have uh, in one of their centers like shorts that they show. Um, and it ends up being like 15 to 20 minutes of shorts. And it, it's a nice little cool down, especially on a hot day. And they were showing they were trying to get hype up for this movie. So they were showing like the first 17 minutes of The Good Dinosaur. So that was a pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed my time with that. It definitely tries to hit emotionally. Um, my feelings on this are if you're going to watch a dinosaur movie, go watch The Land Before Time um, or any of those movies. Uh, nice and short, breezy um superior uh, in my opinion even if mm. the quality of them doesn't hold up as well um oh i but, just rewatched it and it totally does yeah animation totally definitely slaps. holds up yeah all right so you got you got the word from papa that it still holds up mm -hmm. um hands i'm happy for you that you enjoy it so much more than we do um but yeah this is uh it's some but something's got to be 19th on the list and uh it is the good dinosaur <laughs> not only is hands the president of the arlo fan club he's also a member I'm the only yeah. member. <laughs> well, there might be a couple others there with you. Who knows? There's probably there's like our, there's there's probably some reviews out there that are like are no, and you know that's jeez, oh, Luis, you're Can't coming wait. in with the hot humor tonight. All right, so what do we got next? Moving on, we're at 18. Yeah, number 18, we have uh, our first uh, Toy Story movie. So this one was a tie. Um, with our next movie, which we'll talk about. Um, but Toy Story 4, I don't know if I mentioned that. Toy Story 4 is next on our list. Um, and this one, um, I want to say is probably the weakest. I feel as though there's there's an entire stretch here, which I'm going to run through really quick. So hopefully the audience uh, and the listeners can keep up here. Um, from 2011, there's Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars 3, uh, Coco, Incredibles 2, and Toy Story 4 up till 2019. Um, so a lot of sequels, a lot of stuff, and this is where I feel their weakest period is besides, you know, a couple movies, which you'll see on our list later. Um, and I think Toy Story 4 is the end of this and kind of signals the end of, of, of one of our beloved characters in a way um, and that he wouldn't be doing uh, any more um, hope, you know, or maybe be going on a solo journey. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it introduces Forky in this one. They hit it on a road trip, uh, you know, with the family, um, Bonnie, um, Bonnie's, uh, now the, the host of all these, uh, lovely toys, uh, hits on a lot of themes that I think are, are not new to the, the franchise, um, fun time, but definitely out of the four Toy Story movies, I think this one is probably the, uh, the weakest. Um, so I'll toss it over to you hands. What is your thought on uh, our number 18 pick uh, here for Toy Story 4. All right. So I have it a little higher up than you guys. Um, and I think I, I'm very conflicted with this movie because I think when it first, like the first time I watched it, I'm like this, 
Like, I feel like the the existence of this movie completely outdoes the emotional reaction that people got at the end of part three, which I think is part three's ending is phenomenal. Um, I, I remember the whole last like 15, 20 minutes of that movie being like just an emotional wreck because you're just like, you're terrified for the toy. And then you're terrified for the toys and all that. And then it gets to this point where you're like, all right, you think it's over. And then there's a new adventure. And then mm-hmm. I think the ending of four kind of just outdoes like this undoes a lot of that emotional attachment that we have to like these toys, which maybe that was the point. Um, I, it's okay. I think it was me. Like well, the first time I saw it, I had it as like a cash grab that sell more toys, more, more new toys that we could like, let's get Duke kaboom and Forgy stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I watched it actually maybe about like five or six months ago again, I actually do. I, I think it's a, a, a really cute story. Um, I like how they brought Bo Peep back. Um, I thought that was cool for Woody. Um, I, I still think it was a little bit of a cheap take away, like to, to out undo three, but you know, you look at it this way and it focuses a lot on, on his relationship with Bo Peep that he had and with, and with buzz, like the other toy story movies. But um, I, I don't think we're going to end up getting another Toy Story if one's in development only because we're getting Lightyear. And I think they're going to try and build a franchise out of that. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I hope not because I'm just I think at this point, I don't this is based. I don't need another Toy Story story. I don't like how much how do these adults not understand that these toys are coming to life? Like how's no one caught them? And the only time they did is when they revealed themselves to Sid. That was it. <laughs> like they need to stop. They're gonna yeah. get caught. Uh, for caught. me, big takeaway from hands on Toy Story. 4. Yes, the toys <laughs> are, are gonna around, get caught. They're running around a stop. carnival. They're running How around a carnival. And, now, and these humans, yeah, the humans are like, "Whoa, what was that? Oh, oh was that a cowboy? That just, <laughs> was that a, a a tiny dwarf cowboy? No, it was a toy." Uh, for me, yeah, Toy Story Four, another one where it's just like. Hans, you hit the nail on the head where it it feels like it takes away from the impact of the end of the third one. Like, I felt like you go through such an emotional ringer with that movie and, um, you know, it, it ends on such a, a good note to wrap up the franchise. Like, why bother with four? And four comes out nine years after uh, three. So, you know, there had been a significant amount of time there and... They just decided to delve back into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it. the movie itself was ho-hum for me. I remember kind of being drowsy watching the movie and it didn't do anything to change that. I mean, sure. Yeah, we get Keanu Reeves's Duke of Boom and hey, that's cool. But it's not you know, that's like stunt casting. You know, it's not enough to just say hey this is a good movie because it's got all these great people back and you know we're we're excited for another venture it's it still needs to bring something to the table and i don't think it did that um so that's why toy story 4 ranks a bit lower yeah. for me i was just gonna put a bow on it i mean the, mm-hmm. the funny thing i think we i don't know if we mentioned it earlier but the first animated feature wasn't uh oscar nominated until 2001 so i think uh the first two Toy Story movies obviously didn't qualify for that. And part of those two movies is what kind of changed, uh, you know, but Toy Story 4 did win Best Animated Feature and was nominated for Original Song. So even with our non-love for it, it did get some love. But I wonder if that's kind of a Lord, Lord of the Rings situation where it's like, hey, we couldn't give you a first two. So let's let's back him in with this Toy Story 4 and 
um, movie. It's good enough. I can't remember offhand, but I'd be curious to see what it went up against because there, it, mm. to me, there's no way that that was the best animated feature that year, regardless of what it was up against. So. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're going to move on to the next movie, which we have ranked 17, but in actuality, it, it was tied with Toy Story 4, and that is Toy Story 2. So the very first uh, Pixar sequel that we got, uh, and it was released in 1990, 1999, excuse me, uh, also nominated for Best Music Original Song uh, for Randy Newman's When She Loved Me. Um, so Toy Story 2, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to how I guess we individually ranked it when, <laughs> when somebody else comes up uh, because he kind of right. tanked the ratings on this. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very worthy sequel i thought it had a really good concept with you know uh wayne knight's um collector uh you know kind of trying to complete the set and you know here we have somebody that uh will love woody or you know once once woody wants to complete his collection and, and put them together and then you know he can be with the collection uh for eternity and and adored by uh people going to see him and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, I just, I thought it was a, a unique concept. I thought it was a really good execution. And, um, you know, we got to see the further adventures of these characters that we loved. So this was one sequel that I did not mind. Um, uh, Hair, what about you? What did you think on this? Yeah. So Toy Story 2 is one that I visited recently. Uh, it was one that was missing in my catalog, uh, especially with the Toy Story movies. Um, mm -hmm. I sat down one time as, as the handwriters love to have on Pixar movies in their house. Uh, and I said, this isn't the way I want to watch this. And they said, too bad. Our son wants to watch it. And I said, <laughs> well, can you turn it off? And they said, no. And I said, okay. Because I have a hard time. Once something's on the screen, I have a hard time avoiding it. So, like, my wife puts on movies all the time, and I'll be, you know, back when I was in college or back when I was, you know, if I'm doing, you know, work for the pod, all of a sudden I find myself diving in 30 minutes into a movie that I've seen, uh, and I get uh, upset about it. But really enjoyed this one. Um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, this is number three of the Toy Story movies for me, um, you know, behind Toy Story 3 and Toy Story. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear Hans's thoughts on, I think you hit it on a lot of good points about it, Greg, but I'd love to hear about Hans's reason for putting this film all the way at 22. So Hans, uh, care to explain yourself? Yeah. First of all, I would have turned off the, the third, whatever Pixar movie, but if you want to deal with no, the fallout, then, then that's fine. <laughs> I would have done it. Um, so, um, maybe I was a little too harsh on Toy Story 2. Um, I, I, they're For cemented some, now. There's, there's, the rankings are cemented. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna go down in history now. I can't. <laughs> um. No, I just I don't I, I don't find as much enjoyment in Toy Story two as others do, and I think a lot of as I don't hate Toy Story two. Like I don't hate any of these movies except the Bugs Life because I haven't seen it. Um. But so you hate the I, thing you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna give nice. it a chance. <laughs> um. I I just I don't think. It's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's hard to like put into words. Like I remember watching it like recently and I'm like, oh, like this is, I, I watched it after like, after, you know, having kids after like 15 years or whenever it came out. I'm like, I just, I don't, I think one, like the other three have a lot more going for them. And two, it's just like, I think Jesse's like kind of an annoying character. So I, I'm, I, she kind of annoyed me when she's on screen. Um, I will say that, and we'll talk about this when we get to three, 
is that one of the things that they do is they they continue to do in Pixar movies is make the good guy, the bad guy, the good guy. And then you think it's like a big reveal that he has evil intentions. And this is the first time they do that with Stinky Pete. Um, it just, what a character. I just, I don't know. <laughs> this, I just thought the same thing here. What do you uh, think? Kelsey, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey thanks Grammer. for coming on set. Uh, we're yeah. going to have you read for us, Stinky Pete. Um, <laughs> yeah. He so just, he's let such us know a, what your I, thoughts are. I've played Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I don't, I, there's just something about it where I'm just like, I don't, I don't think it's that great. Maybe, and I probably put it, this is another one where Finn watched two all the time because he loves the beginning where Buzz is flying around. So I don't know if it kind of was just like some of the joy he was taking out of it, of that excuse me having to watch it over and over but i think before that i was kind of just like i don't like i'm not that high on it as i am with the other toy story sequels Mm. i don't know i can't explain it okay that's fair that meanwhile there's another dumb human where the toys crawling all over him and he doesn't wake up (laughs) (laughs) um all right so we're gonna move on to our number 16 pick what do we have here uh, 16 uh, we have finding dory which is another sequel uh <laughs> that we have and i hope we stopped getting to the i hope we start getting to the original soon because um i'm tired of saying it doesn't live up to the original um <laughs> finding dory um i'm still conflicted if this was a cash grab or disney actually thought they had a good story going with it um i do think it is a, a cute story to build upon um you know, build upon the story around Dory. I even though the first movie was, the more I think about it, was more Dory than Dory and Marlin than it was Nemo. I mean, Nemo just got lost and he was in a fish tank for half the movie. I think it made the adventure was mainly like fine, you know, but you get to like meet her parents and I think that was cute. And I, but Nemo still gets caught again because he's a, a, a silly little fish and he gets caught. Dory gets, I don't that. I remember watching it like, All right, like actually this is kind of cute. And then it's just um, I have a thing against sea life, even though I like this movie and the sea scares me. So uh, for me to More actually you know. look at this movie and say like, you know what? I actually care about fish and squid and octopus and all that. Like, yeah, I like this. Um, Sigourney Weaver has a cameo as Sigourney Weaver, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Um, it gets it gets really wild, like towards the end when they're trying to escape the aquarium. When they're and when like, they're driving cars. When uh, they're driving cars, it gets a little crazy, but I like it. I think it's I think it's funny. Like it, you suspend you suspend disbelief, you know, disbelief, like especially toys running around and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I I really do like it. I think I, I think they did have an original story when they realized they they could build upon Dory's character, and I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, I think this is one of the better sequels that I liked in terms of, in terms of um, Pixar. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Harry, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go on this one. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think they called up Modern Family and was like, "Hey, can you guys get Ed O'Neill and Ty Burrell in between?" Oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot Ty Burrell was to, in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Ty Burrell plays the best character to me. I believe he's Bailey, who's like the beluga whale who like does yeah. the sonar. Um, it's like, ooh. Um, sorry for putting that in people's ear. Um, <laughs> obviously, little baby Dory, absolutely adorable. I remember, I think, when that first trailer hit and it shows just uh, a zoom in of her, um, you know, and you're just everybody would just go, oh, 
in the theater. So that was nice. Um, this is another Pixar movie uh, that just got no love at the Academy Awards. And we're going to get in some heavy hitters that we think are, you know, top tier Disney. And uh, I think, you know, the Academy uh, agrees with us. Um, yeah, it does get a little wonky with uh, fish and and, uh, and sea life driving cars uh, at the end and working together. Uh, and it gets a little silly, but, it, you know, it has that, you know, I guess, you know, the finding Dory, finding Nemo touch to me. So that's why this one, I think, ends up higher up on our list. I think there's still a little bit of heart here um, for this one. But uh, Papa, be interested to hear uh, your thoughts on finding Dory because you actually uh, were the highest on it. Yes, uh, I did have it ranked higher than you guys. Not uh, not not crazy, but you yeah, were, you, were, you were the one liking it the most. Exactly. And yeah, you guys are right. You know, it does get silly in some spots, but um. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's funny because like I don't don't send me hate mail, please. When uh, when Finding Nemo came out, I was not a big fan. Like it took me a while for that movie to grow on me. And then by the time Finding Dory came around, I, I had actually really liked Nemo and uh, I therefore enjoyed Dory uh, as well. Uh, Finding Dory is one of two pixar movies only two pixar movies that i have the score for uh i thought the score mm. was absolutely gorgeous um uh, the other one yeah. being coco um i mean it was just for me it was a, a fun movie it was a, a deeper dive on the dory character which you know i guess some people might be turned off by uh you know maybe they think she's annoying but i found her adorable and lovable i thought the new additions to the cast were uh funny and and interesting um beautiful movie to look at you know just absolutely gorgeous animation uh and you know it it really hits those spots for me not enough i had it ranked at 13 uh you know and and here we have it averaged out at 16 so i'm not too far yeah. off uh and you know it doesn't necessarily make top 10 for me but close you know it's it's a valiant effort i will say to uh the people at disney if you could uh make the dory's reef cam uh I guess show on Disney plus uh, three hours long. Uh, it's basically like you, you have a fish tank on your TV, uh, a little soothing to uh, fall asleep to if, uh, if anybody is looking for anything, it's only an hour long, but make it longer. Disney. Come on, let's get oh, it. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Yeah. Doors reef cam. Nice, hmm. nice soothing. That's on Disney plus. Yeah. 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 Sweet. <laughs> How did you come across that? <laughs> Uh, my wife would like for <laughs> uh, two weeks straight, put it on to like go to sleep at night and she would be like, can you come up in an hour and restart it? Um, so when I wake up, the fishies are here. So um, she, she took a break from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Took a break from Jurassic Park. Lord of the, Lord of the Rings is big now because uh, it gets us to about the morning. You gotcha. know what I mean? If it started, if it started late enough, it can get you to the morning. Yeah. Uh, the four and a half to five the hour extended hour cuts. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to number 15, we are moving to a brave. What would you do if you had a chance change your fit? Um, so I never saw brave until recently um, this week. Actually, uh, I remember that line from the trailer uh, so much. Um, one thing I will say, uh, shout out to subtitles, uh, watch this with subtitles. Obviously, you know, there's just very thick accents that, that are hard to, uh, catch, uh, in this movie. And I would say if I was a five-year-old, uh, going to see this movie, it might be tough. Um, this did win best animated feature at the Academy Awards. 
Um, and I do see um, a through line a little tiny bit, maybe even a little bit more for some people to turning red in a way where, you know, uh, a young girl has issues with her mother and the way she wants her to be and, you know, kind of changing, you know, her destiny or her path in life um, for that. Um, the story for me is very, very contained, very small. Um, it really only takes place in like three to maybe four places, um, you know, throughout this kingdom. Um, it's a little silly to me. It's a little bit, um, but, but I still think it's solid. I don't think it's, it's bad. Um, and I think this is where we're starting to see the turn on our end where we're starting to probably talk about movies. We really enjoy more. So, um, I'll turn it to Greg, uh, first, cause Greg, I think we were kind of aligned on this one where, um, then we'll go to you hands who, uh, absolutely adores this movie. So <laughs> I don't want to speak too ill of it. Um, so, so Papa, what are your, what are your thoughts on brave? Yeah, uh, I thought, you know, this was fine. I guess um, interesting, you know, tidbit. This this is the only I guess this is the only Pixar movie that has a Disney princess, right? With Merida, there there are no other princesses across the Pixar canon as per mm. per se. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the other the animation one has it, but not Pixar. Yeah, I right. Think this is the only one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think you're so, right. Kind of interesting that uh, that this is uh, Pixar's claim in there but um yeah as a movie goes it was fine uh, i i liked the setting more than i liked the movie itself i thought it was a unique setting it was cool that you know they they went uh kind of like an ancient scottish route um and uh dug that dug that vibe yeah. but uh the movie itself just you know nothing super impressive I, you know i had it ranked at 17 so kind of on the the lower half of the list again not a bad movie but also not one that i found greatly appealing either um i don't have too much more to say about it uh hans how about you i mean you're you're clearly the one that uh that loves this so gush my my boy <laughs> i love this movie um i love the soundtrack i love um I love the story. Um, it is uh, Harry. It's funny that you mentioned, I even think about this. Like it's very, it does have elements of turning red in it um, with, you know, a, a teen trying to find herself, especially one in a, um, I guess a Royal setting. Um, I yeah. love like Greg, I love the Scottish setting. Um, it reminded me like of a, a, a fantasy, not, I don't say a fantasy version, but like one of my favorite movies is Braveheart. And I absolutely mm. love the whole setting with that. And um, I think this was kind of made me, it brought me back a little bit to that. Like, cause I love like Scottish accents and, and I think they're, I, I, I love Scottish like culture, um, especially like in the olden times and um, see a trip I, in the future. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless, unless uh, Epcot builds a Scotland um, pavilion. Oh, um, Live your uh, life, my man. <laughs> I love, I love, um, Merida, I think she's a great character. I think she, um, I liked her relationship. Like, you know, how they build on the relationship with her mom. Her mom turns into a bear, like, early in the movie. And she has to unturn her back and just basically puts the whole kingdom in chaos. Um, it's it's definitely a Pixar coming-of-age story. It's one of the earlier ones. Like you said, it won an Academy Award. Now, I will say that when I looked at the nominations, it was kind of a weak year. The only, like, the only thing they really had going against it was Wreck-It Ralph, which... Is not a bad competition, but everything else is kind of like, uh, all right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I always like one of my favorite parts is like when I go to Disney, like they don't have it anymore where you can like meet the princesses. Like I love meet Merida. You can do like archery in her little meet and greet, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I like you never. Oh, you got to take me, and I want to watch you do this. This will be great. Because well, the last time me and you went, I think it was like it did. they weren't doing any meet and greets. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, um, next time if they ever bring it back, I'll do some. We'll do a live pod. Stuff. We'll do a live pod. It'll be great. Yeah, me <laughs> doing bow and hours with Merida. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it does. It is a um, like good dinosaur. I think it is a forgotten Pixar, um, a, a forgotten Pixar movie. Uh, a lot of people don't really recognize it. And I, and I've heard people like in the parades, like in Disney and all be like, when Merida comes down, they're like, who's that? Like, we don't know who that is. Oh I'm man. Like, Here we go. <laughs> like now I gotta like, I gotta like school a little, uh, a, a, a five-year-old, um, like, listen, it's, 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 it's how much time you got. Um, no, I, I love it. I think it, it, it's very underrated. I think it doesn't get enough love, uh, obviously because, um, 66% of the people on this podcast, uh, do not agree with me. <laughs> You've got some dark horse picks, my friends. That's yeah, I know. We'll leave I it know. at that. Well, uh, I, that's a, that's enough of my brave rant. Um, but I think it, I think it needs to be appreciated a little more. And Toy yeah. Story Two needs to be uh, under like, doesn't need that much appreciation. depreciated. <laughs> yeah, depreciated. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move to our number fourteen ranking, which is 2007's Ratatouille. Uh, so this actually won at the Oscars for best animated feature film of the year. As uh, it should. Yeah. I mean, I had it ranked at, at number 14, exactly where, you know, our, our average wound up with it. Um, I have to admit, I've only seen Ratatouille twice and the first time I thought it was okay. And then the second time it like, it really grew on me. Um, again, you know, you'll hear me say this over and over, but it's true. Unique setting, uh, unique um, uh, plot, I guess, uh, and, and conceit to the story. So really enjoyed that. I'm a bit of a foodie, so I love, you know, seeing all of the, uh, the technique and, and the, the master of uh, culinary arts, uh, even though I myself cannot cook worth a dime. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really nice. <laughs> Side note to this. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's like there's a meme going around now where uh, it has a picture of the Ratatouille poster and then a picture of uh, the Venom poster. And it's like, tell me these are uh, two different. These are not two different stories um, because basically <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. a symbiote controlling a, a person to do as they will. Just one Interesting. is fighting crime have, and the other one is seen that, but... <laughs> the other one's making uh, Ratatouille. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked Remy and his family. Uh, you know, just all the characters, uh, fantastic. So, yeah, uh, Hans, what are your thoughts on Ratatouille? I saw it a lot later than it came out. I didn't see it in theaters, um, but I, I do, I, I do enjoy. It. Like, like you, know, I, I do like to cook, um, and I like, you know, I love food. Um, the new ride in Disney is fantastic. Um, I, whatever, man, it's good. Um, <laughs> it's not that great. Uh, I it, it is a very a very unique story. Um, I feel like this would be, um, excuse me. I feel like this would be more of like a Disney animated movie along the lines with like Frozen and like I, it doesn't. I it doesn't feel like a Pixar movie to me. Um, but I mean, I love the story. I love the animation style, and I love like kind of like how they do the whole um, setting in um, in France. Um, I, I think the way they utilize like the environment is, is 
amazing like for all the outside shots by the um, way wouldn't wouldn't this be like the dream job you know how they go and scout locations and scout culture and stuff to, to get a feel mm, for yeah. it when they're writing the movie these guys yeah. just get to go to france and just eat everything and like oh my god talk about they're sitting job. there like at a table like i got an idea i got yeah. an idea <laughs> what if what a rat research <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what if a rat cooked this food <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it is a good story. And it's, it, you know, like Harry kind of mentioned it with Brave, where like, it's kind of a small scale story. Um, where like, the, like the stakes aren't, they don't necessarily go outside the restaurant. It's a very small scale um, in terms of Pixar. Um, but I, 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 I do love it. I have it a little, a little higher. Um, I, I think I have it probably in like the high teens um i I, but that's not saying you know the movies that i think come before it are i think are a little more superior but i just i think the reason i have it that high is it just does that this could necessarily you could make this disney animation and not really i i just don't think it has that pixar touch to it so hair uh yeah i think you're dead wrong on this um i have it uh (laughs) nine spots higher than you um you know, Greg mentioned this one for animated. It was also nominated for screenplay, score, sound editing, and sound mixing. A um, lot of love cool. for this movie. Um, cool. Um, and also, uh, you're, you're going on suicide, as, suicide Squad. What for one for one of those? As <laughs> as a patent, as a patent Oswald Stan, which I know you are. You're going like against the grain with his movie, and that's yeah. Fine. But you can't use that against yeah. me because I hate the Goldbergs. Oh, um, Okay. Um, But yeah, no, this movie's lovely. This movie's beautiful. As Greg mentioned, lovely setting. Uh, This is in my top 10 uh, for Pixar films. Uh, It's just a joy to watch. It's delightful every time. Beautiful setting, beautiful score, beautiful animation. Uh, Make sure you eat before you watch this movie or Mm. you're eating while you watch this movie. Um, You know, Ian Holmes in this movie, Peter O'Toole, Janine Garofalo. All right, Peter. Well, not Janine, but RIP to the other yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, what? <laughs> just, just some just some beautiful voices doing some beautiful work. Um, and just I would I would highly suggest this movie if you haven't seen it, if this is one that you might have missed at some point, you know, his hands mentioned coming late in life uh, on it. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this is one of my favorites. So um, I'm s- sad to see it here now on the list, but. I understand that you guys are difficult to work with. So uh, that's where I'm going with that. So actually you're making me want to rewatch this. So, I mean, I'm going to have to eat. Give it another shot. Yeah. Give it another shot. Yeah. All right. Let me know know if it changed your mind because it it won't change. (laughs) What do we have next? The next movie we have is the most recently released one and uh, gave us the, um, idea to do this podcast is turning red it came out last friday mm. um uh we watched it over the weekend so we did make sure that we wanted we we want to watch it before um we did this Stuart, episode Stuart and stacked up yes i have it a little i'm trying to think where i had it i had it like kind of like in the middle of my list um at the lower middle i think like the lower <laughs> middle I'm try- that's what i'm trying to see like exactly where i had it because i forget um, but I know it wasn't like top 10. Um, 17. I, I had 17. I I don't know if this is like one of those things where I might not have like, I, I might have to see it again to maybe appreciate it a little more. Hold on, um, everybody. The cis white male is mansplaining. 
<laughs> just kidding um, go ahead <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of how to come back from that um no and and i'm not saying that it was a bad movie like i i think like after we watched us to catherine like i i was like it was it was good i you know i but i didn't um i i just did for some reason didn't like i think towards the end like when the um and spoiler alert at this point, if you are waiting to watch it, it's fresh. Yeah. Um, jump a, jump ahead, a couple of minutes. Skip ahead a minute or two. Um, when the mom turned into the giant um, panda, I thought that was like, what the hell is happening? Like, why is she a giant panda, but no one else is? And it just like turned into very like Godzilla-y. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the boy band aspect was was weird, um, but I know it, it reminded me of loved BTS. It. Same. I know, loved I, it. Yeah, wait, loved it. Text text Catherine and say, you know who's really going nuts about this probably right now? Harry. And uh, like about the boy band aspect. Yeah. Um, I, but I do agree that in terms of like coming coming of age stories, um, there's a lot of controversy online with this movie. What I don't understand. I really Trash. don't. Because. Now, if I if I go online and be like, and this is what I'm afraid of, if I go and die and be like, yeah, turning red was okay. Like I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. Sick him. Then, <laughs> then like if I want if I want to get Twitter notoriety, that's all I have to do because people will come after me. Um, I don't I don't not love it because of the reasons that people are are all over the internet about. Um, I do agree that it is a really good story of like kind of. I'm not disobeying your parents, but kind of finding your own self instead of like following in their footsteps. Because I mean, like we're, you know, you, I, and I've seen examples like just in real life of people who, um, you know, follow that path and end up being miserable or end up not li- yeah. like living their own life. And I think that that was, it was a cute story to tell like with her and her friends. Cause we've all gone through that, that phase in life, like men and women who are like, we have friends, and we do things to either be like to be with our friends or we 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 do things to just be a rebel and and defy our, our authority. Um, and I thought it was good. I, I, the animation style and it was was really good. Um, it takes I think this is the first uh, Pixar or Disney movie to take place in Canada, which go go them. Um, that's good. Um, this Canada doesn't get enough love. And I uh, I didn't even know that till like 75 percent through the movie i'm like wait this is canadian um this is canadia <laughs> this is canadian yeah, wait a minute it's not what i thought it looked like it looks like a real city um Jeez. <laughs> but i uh I, I i do agree that and if i watch this again and, and i think I, i'll probably like appreciate it a little more where like in a couple months i'll be like all right you know that really is a little should be higher on my list of all the movies um i do agree that like there i and i agree with people who they find it to be like one of picks our strongest movies and if that's your opinion then i i support it like because i know that there's there's gonna be people that get a little more out of this movie than i may and and and, you know like any other movie like i you know i probably get more out of transformers than than and harry would that's a terrible example (laughs) i hate transformers all right, Harry, you, you want to? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll jump in. Um, yeah, this was number 11 on my list. Um, really absolutely enjoyed this film. Thought it was delightful. Very colorful. Um, a unique setting. A very diverse setting in Toronto. Um, great uh, characters um, with her friends all having their own unique personalities and not being, 
you know, the same and having their um, supporting roles, um, you know, shine, um, you know, uh, with uh, with that. Um, really enjoyed Sandra O's oh, uh, performance. I mean, I know, as Chris mentioned, she turns into a, a huge giant Godzilla like panda at the end there. Um, but uh, just really enjoyed the dynamic of, you know, um, the mother daughter you know, I, I never really had a very strict household or wasn't a straight A student, wasn't a person who had a, a mother or a father who was like, this is what you're going to do next. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. My parents were very open, but, you know, I had friends, um, you know, um, who, who had that in their life, who had a parent, you know, or a role model, or, you know, a role model like that, um, who basically tried to control every move. So it was nice to see, um, you know, the kind of breakaway there, you know, cause I think that's a story where it's like, you want to be your own person. You, you want to use the past that guide you, um, there, but, you know, put your own little spin on it or, you know, go to the band of the, of the, go to a concert of the band you love. Um, you know, even if your parents think it's stupid. So, um, absolutely for town, right. That was the, that was the band's name. Yeah, definitely BTS vibes. One Direction. Uh, yep. So my wife really linked in on that as well. She was a big fan of those two. Um, but yeah, absolutely love this movie. Can't wait to revisit it again. Uh, Pop, I'll toss it to you because I know we kind of, you know, felt the same on it. Yeah, we were pretty in line, but um, I actually had this cracking my top 10 directly at number 10 for Pixar movies. Yeah, man, I I adore this movie like it was so good and I can't wait to rewatch it again. But uh I just I don't I mean, I get why it's getting hate, because there's a lot of ignorant people out there that just 100. Yeah, they, they can't see the forest for the trees. And um, I just uh, there's something to talk about. Yeah, there's just there's so much going on in this movie. You've got, you know, the themes of honoring your parents and the yeah. themes of power of friendship and coming of age and all of these things, which are big, heavy concepts that could drive a movie individually and they've got all three of these things and they intertwine them and th the way that one of those themes impacts another theme throughout the story is is very interesting so i just i thought the story was handled really well loved the character design both animation and personality wise i just i mm -hmm. thought that it was tremendous on both uh in both respects Again, great job in, in getting a, a unique setting. Yeah, taking it to Canada and, you know, rocking the the um, T.O., the Toronto vibes. Uh, just great. Uh, the only things, the only two things I had, two qualms, were one, yes, even though I'm a kaiju fan, mom turning into the giant Godzilla panda, kind of out of left field and and made kinda, no sense <laughs> kind of made took... sense she had a she had a poor relationship with her mother that really sent her sent her off there yeah it right. just it you know it, it takes you out a little bit of the All uh right, that's fair. <laughs> a lot of damage to uh the sky dome there a lot, yes a lot of yes. damage, a lot of repayment which uh, i'm glad they hinted to at the end there that they yes. were working on yeah that they were they were working on taking accountability and, and paying it back. yeah so that's the first thing. The other thing that I thought was kind of a a strange twist, although it does serve the story, but she uh, Maylin um, kind of turned on her friends and sold them out pretty easily. And I didn't see that coming. Like I was like, ah, she won't do that. And she did. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, to her friend's credit, they graciously 
accept her back in. You know, they're, they're like, you're one of us. And, herself. Yeah, yeah, it's all water under the bridge. But um, but other than those two things, I mean, those are the only fixes, I guess, or, or things that really took me out of it. Everything else absolutely loved. I cannot recommend this movie enough. I, you know, I think it was uh, the best Pixar movie in years. And um, uh, I just uh, I love it. <laughs> I'm the petty friend that doesn't talk to anyone if they like hurt me. Like I'm still holding grudges like 30 years later, 20 years later. <laughs> Unbelievable, this guy. Nice. Um, what I was gonna mention earlier is when you mentioned that song Lift uh Find Yourself from Carl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read a review online, and this is I just thought it was funny because and uh, with uh turning red, is that someone was complaining about like the fact that oh well Disney's being Pixar's being woke and they're making this movie to be to find yourself and all and you should go watch cars instead and someone was like you know you're literally suggesting someone to watch a movie where one of the songs is find yourself in it um yeah i just i it really like i this i i was i enjoyed watching all the clapbacks to people going against all the dummies that were like criticizing us for the wrong reasons it's like yeah oh, well now you're teaching kids to go against their parents which is uh, like sixty percent of Disney movies. Yep, hundred like, percent. Yeah, just you. You sound like a a, a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if there's any haters out there, which we know yeah, you're, you're not us. one of our listeners, because all yeah. you guys love cinema and the fine arts. Uh, but if there's any haters, and open up your heart, open up your eyes, give Turning Red a chance. Oh, oh I was going to say I'll throw down and, and throw some fists, but. Yeah. yeah, or there's there that too. Do the peaceful <laughs> way. Don't do my way. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't do it hands this way either. <laughs> All right. So that's our turning red review slash ranking. Uh, let's move forward or, or onward. Yes, there it is. Look at that. I just dropped it down <laughs> and picked it right uh, up. I got you. I'm with you. Uh, number number 12 on our list for those keeping track at home is Onward. Um, was nominated for Best Animated Feature. Uh, didn't get any uh, love as far as any wins for that. But um, So Onward, I, I didn't catch it. Um, was this the first one of the Disney releases that was released at home? Yes. Um, with, yeah, yeah, I thought so. It was supposed um, to be theatrical. And then it yeah, came out, yeah. I think, like, like the very beginning of the pandemic. I think it was oh, fairly new. You know what? No, it did get a theatrical release, but then they put oh. it, they put it on streaming like that month. The same yeah, day. Same yeah. Month. Yeah. Or no, that, no, I think yeah. Yeah, it was very close, but I don't yeah. know if that was at the beginning or like, cause it, it might've been like a, March. Like, yeah. March 6th. So, yeah, so it was definitely sense. beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It was like April. And then they, yeah. Cause I remember watching yeah. it like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this yeah, this was one of the first ones impacted. Uh, you know, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt do the voices of the the Lightfoot brothers, Ian and Barley. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus and Octavia Spencer play uh, roles as well, um, with Julia Louis Dreyfus being their mother. Um, this one surprised me. It's about two um, two brothers embark on a quest to bring their father back for one day. Um, really kind of hit me emotionally uh, for this one. So this one was a a little bit more of a tougher watch, and you know. Uh, it, I definitely like the fantasy elements of it. It was a little bit different. It felt like, you know, and this, I think coming out of, you know, uh, Toy Story 4 was kind of the first movie that kind of, you know, was maybe a return to form for Pixar with having unique story ideas, telling, you know, different stories, focusing, I mean, 
you know, um, tough relationship with fathers or zero relationship with fathers, I think is a common thread through most of Disney's life. So nothing new there, but just told it in a different way um, in this world where, you know, um, basically any type of fantasy element is alive. Um, and it was a, it was a really cool journey with, with two brothers, you know, trying to reconnect with their dad for a day because of a spell. Um, yeah. Hit heavy. Um, highly recommend. I think it's just outside of our, uh, top 10 here. So ranking it at number 12, uh, for onward, um, hands, I, I believe you're the highest on it. So I'll toss it to you, um, just to share, you know, some more love. Cause it actually is in your top 10, um, yeah. for, for onward. I have it at number eight. Like I was like real, I was really surprised with this because, and, and like turning red when I watched the trailer, I think I only watched the trailer for the, like this and turning red, like once, and like was early into like it wasn't like before the movie was released, so I kind of went in as fresh as possible. Um, I, I really do love the story, and I know like you know, there definitely is, um, like you had said, the relationship between um, you know the father and and well these two brothers and their father, yeah. one of them who doesn't really know who his father is. Um, the other is the relationship between the brothers because one of them's like a screw up. And like is kind of just breezes through life and it's Chris Pratt's um, character. And Tom Holland is more of a kind of a, a follows rules and is more organized. Um, so I think the relationship between like them is um, is strong for at least um, for me. Like I loved seeing that story develop. And, you know, once it gets to the end of the end of the movie, um, you know, the, the, the big twist where it's um, where like Tom Holland is going to go meet his father, but he makes he lets Chris Pratt do it instead because he actually knew who he was. And his older brother is basically like a father figure to him. That was who he knows dad. I thought that was a really like kind of a really beautiful twist. And uh, it, it is a, um, you know, Pixar fashion. Like we're going to punch you in the gut at some point during this movie. I think that lasts like five, like five, ten minutes um is is really like it, it really um like really hit you um really i remember i remember watching the end like i've watched that probably more well there's one other movie that i've watched since then um pixar related um but i i've, I've i will go back and revisit this every like few months or so like i do think it's a really a really great movie and i like every time i watch it i feel like i pick a little more up on it that i didn't see before um, but yeah, uh, I'll turn it over to Greg because um, I know I think you guys were a little in line, or I for, I'm trying to. Think. I was much further off than you guys. Yes, you were. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I I had this ranked at 16 for me. Um, this I remember seeing the trailers for this, and I got so so hype. I mean, like fantasy stuff is right up my alley. Like I'm that guy. Yeah. So this was this felt like it was tailor made for me. The voice cast looked excellent. Loved the setting and the character designs and everything and then it came time to watch the movie and i've only seen it the one time which is you know when it when it started streaming uh my wife and i had a movie night uh pre-baby <laughs> so um <laughs> we watched this and uh i just remember feeling a little let down at it now don't get me wrong it definitely has that emotional gut punch like you guys said like you, you definitely get caught in the feels um especially towards the end of the movie but the movie itself like the execution just didn't hit for me i don't know what it was yeah. but like i was like okay you know this is it's a good movie but again not 
there wasn't anything spectacular and I was really hoping for it to be like that next movie, like the way turning red turned out to be for me. I had, mm. I had those hopes for onward and it just, it wasn't so for me. So I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, Hey, I wouldn't talk down on it or not recommend it to somebody, but I also, I don't think in the grand scheme of Pixar rankings that, that it's one of their finer efforts, but but hey, there is stuff, you know, there again, there's um, there's good stuff in there. So it is what it is. That's my take on Onward. <laughs> uh, anything else for you guys want to touch on before we move forward? No, I think we're, I think we should get to the top 10 hands. All right. Well, this one's actually mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're not even in the yes. top 10 yet. That was 12. I'm jumping ahead. I'm so excited to get yes. to the top 10. But I'm excited to talk about this movie. I almost skipped it, and I'm the highest on this movie. So, just shy of the top ten, coming in at number eleven is 2000s, 2004's The Incredibles. Uh, so, when we talk about um, you know Academy Awards and and pedigree here, they had they were a winner for best achievement in sound editing, winner for best animated feature film of the year, and they were nominated for best writing original screenplay. And best achievement in sound mixing. Now, uh, The Incredibles is another one I have only seen once. Uh, again, you would think that this movie is tailor made for me uh, because I am probably the biggest comic fan among us. Although you know, Hans is certainly up there with me, uh, and uh, I just I love superhero stuff. I don't know what it was. I could not get into this movie. I just I didn't I didn't like the the design of it i didn't mm. the story was just okay for me like i don't i don't know and it's really weird you know maybe this is one that i need to go and revisit just to give it another uh, shot but like i i just i remember thinking at the time like this ain't it uh you know i was happy that pixar tried to tackle the superhero genre but um it it just didn't do it for me and i know that i am like way in left field on my own on this one because everybody loves the incredibles i had this ranked all the way at number 22 uh just to show yeah where where my feelings are on this movie uh different story for you guys though um hands where did you have the incredibles and what are your thoughts on it i think this is the one that's like is dividing all three of us because i have it at my 10th yeah, I um, review so bomb low one for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I I do like the fact. And as much as I kind of said the second one wasn't necessary, I think this was a little different for Pixar to kind of dabble into superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, like you had said, like you're you're definitely a bigger superhero guy than I am. Um, but I I, th- I thought it was cool to see, um, you know, a, a fact. It it kind of was basically a, a, an animated version of Fantastic Four for for better or for worse uh, to describe it. Um, except for like kids. Um, and I think a lot of people, when that this came out, I think a lot of people were referring to the Fantastic Four Fox movies and they're like, this is how you really have to do it. Like Pixar should make a Fantastic Four movie. Like, oh, like, all right, relax. Um, Craig T. Nelson, which is a name that I hear maybe once every 10 years, which happens to be uh, when Incredibles comes out. Um, I forgot. I, I forgot who he was. Um, so I'm glad that they put him back on the map. Um, poltergeist then coach then incredibles every decade (laughs) and 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 he did a show uh parenthood on nbc and that was it i i didn't realize like everyone loves this guy i'm like he was on like four things um 
Yeah, and Samuel Jackson, I mean, he shows up in his his long list of IMDb credits. Um, Do you love Jason, the name Frozone? <laughs> yeah, and he has a, he has some. Real, I think he's the highlight of the movie, like the whole mm. "Where's my super suit" thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it's I, I think it's it's a great addition to it. Um, yeah, it, it's cool to see, like you know, in in modern or at least I don't want to say modern anymore superhero movies to actually see superheroes like out in the open and like be like plentiful is like i basically it's like avengers except before the avengers existed like there's like tons of these superheroes and i thought it was a cool thing to to bring into the world like like i said it didn't necessarily need a incredibles 2 um but i think the first one ended like really well the only downside i have with this is like i said with the first one it's a little long it's like three minutes longer than the second one and it's just Hmm. like at that point like you're you're hitting with previews you're hitting a long time for a a cartoon uh, an animated movie um but other than that like i i probably haven't revisited it in a while maybe at least probably when incredibles 2 came out um before that was the last time i watched it but um i do enjoy the characters um you know i just wish it wasn't spoiled by a second one Mm -hmm. um harry you have this much 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 higher than both of us so well, you, not much uh, higher than you, but yeah, I definitely it's in my top five. It's number four for me. Um, I absolutely enjoy this movie um, front front to back, I guess, or back to front, whatever you want to kind of. I love how there's the story of the, the young kid who looks up to them, who ends up becoming the villain. Um, I, I really enjoy kind of the final big action set piece where they go to the the island and, you know, it's super colorful. I love the animation. Unlike Greg, um, I find it to be really enjoyable. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, like Chris mentioned, you know, with with Craig T. Nelson and, you know, Holly Hunter, they show up, you know, for this. Um, Jason Lee, I believe, plays the um, the young kid who, who turns into the villain for it. And he gives a solid voice performance for it. Um, directed by Brad Bird. Um, obviously, as we mentioned, got some Oscar love. Um yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm surprised you two are so. I mean, it's almost the the reverse effect when we so, talk about uh, yeah. a Marvel movie. <laughs> this is you definitely guys... like a weird like like I feel like Harry would be like, it's fine, twenty five. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I mean 25. this this one, you know, I I think it's one of the ones that you know you just see at the right time, you know, with your Pixar films, and you just absolutely you know really enjoy. And uh, yeah, this one stuck with me. I mean, if you listen to our you know Fave Five animated. Uh, as well i believe i talked about the incredibles as well so um yeah it belongs should be higher on our list should be in the top 10 if you ask me um but you know um if you guys don't have any other thoughts i think we could get to the top 10 um now let's do it let's crack uh, in jumping since i was trying to jump ahead and walk all over chris's thunder chris take it away with our number 10 all right uh so number 10 is the pixar movie that was released before turning red second to last luca um i think i'm actually the highest on yeah. rated for this um it's like we're all kind of even up me and greg are a little closer um i love this movie uh i i really think this was another one that got a lot of weird backlash um like in the internet world of trolls um did it really i, I, think I, this, I wasn't aware of that Yes, because a lot of people were complaining that they thought there was um, that the main characters were were gay, uh, and so you know, yeah, internet, call me by your Luca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's basically what they were saying, and a lot of people were like, all these undertones and everything. Like, nah, man, like oh, bro, they're friends. Who like, cares? dude, oh. I'll ride Vespas with either one of you 
like any day of the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there was like that, that aspect, and a lot of people like they like they they were like boycotting it or boycott Luke or whatever. Stop. Um, it, this Fresh. is a very another one of those um, <laughs> like I guess a low like a like not that many stakes in terms of a Pixar finale takes place in a small town like underwater and then a small town where they're just basically trying to win money to get a Vespa which any kid's dream and you know, they're mermen or monsters and they, whenever they come to the service, they turn into humans. Um, I, it's a really original story, uh, at least from my, from my eyes. Um, you know, the whole thing revolves on a bike race and Luca not revealing himself to, um, to the humans. Cause he is a, I'm just going to say a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really it's one of those Pixar films that relies on the, the the chemistry of the of the main characters and like their friendship. And then they meet another little uh, Italian girl with a perfect English accent that um, that shows up and uh, she helps them, you know, win their Vespa. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I yeah, this is the, I, I have that thing in movies where it's just like it takes place in Italy, but this girl like speaks perfect English. Like <laughs> like it's like she's like right off the boat, like from New York um but it's a it's a really it's a really cute movie um i i think it it didn't get the well it wasn't released in theaters or it was was it i i forget Did no this was direct that? this every was direct, every yeah. every movie after onward has been direct to streaming yeah. which yeah. i i feel like this would have killed it in the box office um but uh, it financially it got that got the disney plus subscriptions up i think mm-hmm. but it, i don't think it, it i it didn't make that big of an impact um, but I think everyone that I know that have seen it online, like absolutely love it except for their strolls, but yeah, I'll turn it over to Greg. What about you? Yeah. So, um, I was, uh, pretty much, uh, close with you, uh, prior to me watching turning red, I actually had Luca as my number 10 spot and then turning red. I liked slightly more. It bumped it, uh, for me, um, pros with the movie. Absolutely love the animation totally gorgeous it's a feast for the eyes that's something that is going to turn me on every time i see it you know like i i just i love it when i can become absorbed and you know it's just there's always something to look at and it it's so picturesque uh so kudos to to pixar to uh transporting us both under the sea again and then also to a a quaint little village in italy um I love the characters. Yeah. Julia and especially and her dad, uh, Massimo, uh, were fantastic. Um, I, the, the movie itself. Yeah. The chemistry that you, that you mentioned was, uh, was great. Uh, the thing that I think, um, the thing that made it slightly out of, uh, the top 10 for me, uh, again, cause you know, um, uh, turning red kind of pushed, pushed it out, but, uh, I don't think, I feel like it was a little bit standard in terms of the overall story, I guess. Like, yeah, it's unique in that they're they're just trying to win money for um, for a Vespa. And, you know, they're going through this race. And, of course, there's a bully that uh, is trying to stop them and all this stuff. And I don't know. It just... <sighs> it's weird because it seems unique, but there's, I guess, overarching archetypes uh or themes that just uh they're not unique i don't know if i'm putting that in a way that's 
that makes sense. But but yeah, it just it wasn't totally uh, fresh for me. But that said, still a great movie. And um, and yeah, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed it as well. So definitely one of Pixar's better efforts for me. Uh, Harry, you had this ranked a, a bit lower than uh, me and Hans. Um, what are your thoughts on Luca? Yeah, I was the one trying to, I guess, keep it out of the top 10 and uh, move Incredibles <laughs> in there. Um, but no, um, you know, this was nominated for Best Animated Feature. I just visited this this week. Um, I hadn't seen it. Um, as I mentioned, yeah, Call Me By Your Luca, uh, I think could have been uh, the nec- the title for this if they, if they wanted to be. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of the kids being kids. Mm. I mean, I know they are. And like, I guess that's what I enjoy. Like you're mentioning kind of the simplicity a little bit and like, you know, similar to brave where it's kind of takes place in one place. I kind of enjoyed that about this. Mm. Um, It also just reminded me like if little mermaid didn't have to give up her voice and like, just got to chill on land for like a couple days or weeks and and stuff. Um, So we got, we got an insight into what that world would have been for um but yeah i enjoyed this i i didn't i didn't love it as much as i think you guys did but it was nice to kind of just have it be you know i think it it ties up too neatly in a bow for me Mm. um at the end i do enjoy the end credit scene for this sometimes with pixar movies that kind of show what happens after and the credits for this movie um kind of just talk a little bit about um you know kind of where these two where these three kids go from there um a little bit and uh I believe there's a Chow Alberto short on uh, on Disney Plus as well that might be worth checking out. It's only like eight minutes. So if oh, you're nice. a fan of Luca, I think it might be easy to revisit that. Um, yeah, would have liked a little bit more hard hitting just because I like emotion. Um, but it was nice to kind of just have see, you know, just kids being kids. Um, similar to Turning Red in that in that vein where, um, you know, it's just kids just trying to win a win a race and, you know, try to find out, you know, um you know and just enjoy life i guess in italy um over the summer so uh you know on the bucket list let's go to italy over the summer guys let's let's do it let's just have a grand old time ride um, vespas yep yeah ride vespas <laughs> it sounds beautiful i would uh absolutely love that i can't wait for this sequel in like four years called tuca two. <laughs> uh, i don't think it's gonna happen but i hear you two, the number two ka. Yeah. All right. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) And and with that terrible joke, (laughs) uh, we're gonna move on to our number nine spot. So what do we have here? Uh, Number nine, uh, we have uh, another Toy Story entry. um, Our our third Toy Story entry, and uh, Toy Story three. So this 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 little gem here really, um, you know, I think if I had seen Toy Story two, I don't think Toy Story two goes as dark as toy story three does, but it definitely leans into it, you know, with, uh, with the prospector stinky Pete and, uh, Lotso. Um, so, uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, it's just one gets, gets a little more shine. Um, you know, this movie is, you know, is just, I, I just think it is beautiful. It's, it's sad. It's dramatic. Um, I absolutely, loved this movie when i first saw it um and you know i i don't want to say i revisited too much but um you know one uh best animated uh an original song it was nominated for best picture 
Uh, this was shortly after they had expanded the field. So take that with a grain of salt, but still shows the importance. Um, again, the first two weren't ever nominated. So it makes sense that they would try to throw uh, this in there because um, the award didn't exist for animated. Um, and it was also for screenplay and sound editing. So a lot of love for Toy Story at the Oscars. Um, but yeah, I just, um, this was, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, trying to go back in time a little bit uh, for 2010. So uh, I was definitely an adult by then, but just coming out of my teens and uh, it, it just, it, it's, you know, there, there was, you know, for the, for the, for the audience and the listeners, um, there was a time in my life where I played with Legos a little too long in my life. Um, you know, it got to the point where it was like, Hey, if I want to, if I want to have a, a girl come over to my house, uh, I need to put the Legos away. Um, cause it might be, it might be a turnoff. Um, you know, if, if they're ever going to come visit to say hello, safety um, which tip. They also heard a lot to step on. Yeah. They heard <laughs> yeah. a lot. Um, but you know, there, there's this moment where, you know, Andy has to, you know, get rid of his toys. Um, and you know, the challenges of what to do with that and basically letting go, I'm almost getting emotional talking about it, letting go of, you know, a life that you used to have and cherish. Um, and it's, uh, it's really upsetting and it really hits hard and it really hit hard when I watched it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I just, I love this movie. Um, I probably could have ranked it higher on my own personal list. Um, I had it at number, number seven, I was the highest on it, but Greg, I know you kind of have similar feelings with your ranking for it. So, why don't you take it away before we get to Buzzkill McGee putting it at uh, number 13 with uh, Hans's take? Yeah, so I had it personally on my list at number eight. Um, I think that out of all the Pixar sequels that have been made, this was the finest among them. Um, yeah, this is also the highest on our list. Um, yes. Come so, you know, together as well. So, so yeah, we, we definitely concur there. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, it really... You know, the themes that you talked about and and um, the way that it ties up the trilogy so neatly and so well. I, I mean, the ending uh, or I guess like the uh, not the end per se, but um, right before the end when uh, the toys are in peril. I mean, I don't think that there's been a scarier scene in any Pixar movie uh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, you were literally and figuratively feeling the heat from that. Uh, I mean, it was just insane. And um, yeah, you get the, the lots of heel turn and all that stuff. Uh, but um, I don't know. It's just, it, it really, it hits an emotional core on at several points in the movie. And um on several fronts and uh it's just it's so well done and it wraps up everything so nicely and that's you know not to take it back to toy story 4 but that that's why i felt like toy story 4 just is so unnecessary and and ancillary like it almost doesn't even exist because like all i need are these three films and this third one just does so much justice to the other two it takes everything and amps it up a notch and still uh executes with great aplomb so uh there's your vocab word for the day folks um yeah i just i i really really enjoyed this uh happy you know that it it uh made it into our top 10 as a whole uh as well as mine so uh hands you did not feel the same way about toy story 3 i i might have been wrong here 
Like we're all allowed one or two. I might have been a little wrong. This is, this is um, your second one you're admitting it, to. It's that time of the show, folks. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm like way off. I mean, Hands I, walks I could back. probably move it. I, I could probably move it closer to the top 10, um, to be honest. But um, with with that being said, I, I do I do love this movie. Um, I do. I, I, I agree with the end, like, especially with like the, when they're at the garbage dump, like I've never been at like a theater with four or 500 people with like that many clinched buttholes that were just like, Oh my God. Like, just like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, and you hear gasps, like people yeah, crying and for sure. Like, it, like you could have flooded that theater with tears. And um, we, I remember we went like the opening night on like a third, like Catherine and I went on like a Thursday or whatever Friday. So it was like a sold out theater. Um, I, I honestly like I agree with you like four kind of uh, like everything puts it in a nice package and four just kind of takes the, the, the cover off the box and looks into that toy they haven't opened up in years and you're like oh that's in there can I still play with it um, <laughs> I, I you know I, I like the I like the heel turn in this better than I like it in two um, obviously um, I, I think the characters in two I enjoy them a lot more I think some of the older the newer additions to you know, uh, I think it was cool to put the the um, the daycare is basically like a, a living hell for these toys mm-hmm. where it makes it look nice. And then, you know, now they're getting played <laughs> with by kids of all like much younger ages, like a toddler level, which mm-hmm. I've seen my son play with toys. And that's how it is. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's just fun to, to actually like I saw that, uh, what, 12 years before he was born. So, yeah. So I know exactly what's going on. Um, Harry, I just want to put a note, um, when you talk about throwing your toys out, I think I remember about 10 years ago, um, we might've yeah. found a box of Legos in your, in your parents, uh, garage. So you it's just throw there. them out to so take I that story back. <laughs> Are they still there? Well, I mean, I packed them up. I had to pack them up, yeah. but, you know, if we're, if we're playing the toy story movie, uh, give there, them the there's stuff, there's stuff on, no, I'm never going to give them to you. Um, there's stuff on top of them that is not letting them come out to play in the garage when they have the downtime and, um, you know, the rainy days pass and they're just sitting in the box waiting for me to yeah. pull them out to play with them again. I, I, look I just remember to- one night finding them and being like, holy S this is like, this is what Indiana Jones felt like when you found the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Harry, just That's break it. free, bro. Let that inner child out. Come on, get some. Yeah, Legos listen, gone, listen. I, I married a woman I bought, who loves I bought Legos. You Legos. Yeah, I bought you yeah, Legos. They're, they're yeah, they're in my house. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm wifed up now. Or, or you <laughs> know, right. I got. So I'm I'm good to go. But you know, there was a time in your life where you want to meet new people and you want to you know introduce them to your parents and your family and you got to say, "Here's my Lego collection. Yeah. Check it <laughs> out." But I guess no, see, I would sign if there's not a person alive that wouldn't be impressed with the Lego Death Star. Come yeah, on now. That's, that's what I would saying. I would dump them all on the right. floor and be like, you have to make it from this end of the room to the other. And that's that's the Good test. Luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see who can build a better laser gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Opportunity so, missed. Yes. Uh, so we're going to move on now to number eight. Uh, and number eight on our list is Monsters Inc. from 2001. Um, so uh, I actually I have this way higher than you guys. This was number three yeah. for me, uh, whereas you two uh, didn't quite crack the top right outside 10. the top. Yeah, right outside. Yeah, uh, this came out in 2002. Like I said, or, or I'm sorry, uh, 2001 at the 2002 Oscars, it won for best music original song. Randy Newman back in this category again for the song. If I didn't have you 
And then it was also a nominee for Best Music Original Score, Best Sound Editing, and Best Animated Feature. So didn't win that year, didn't take home the gold. But uh, yeah, real quick, I'll just mm-hmm. add that that was the first uh, Academy Awards with Animated Feature, and it lost to Shrek. So sorry. Yeah. That's that, that just blows my mind and breaks my heart <laughs> simultaneously. Like Shrek. Come on, Shrek. Oh. Anyway, it's pretty uh, solid, but I'd take Monsters Inc. over Shrek. One hundo, dude. Um, Yeah, Monsters Inc. Fantastic movie. Absolutely loved the setting, character design. Super funny. uh, Very lovable characters. You know, I I know you guys are a couple Randalls, but I'm a Sully guy myself. Uh, And I just uh, are Sully. Yeah, I am. I'm a big pop. And now you got your now you got your own boo. So <laughs> yes, I do. And boo is so so cute. I just I absolutely love the story, and you know it, it feels like a, a legit fleshed out world, and um, one that I would happily visit again. And you know we even talked about it with uh, with Monsters U. But if for some reason they decided to to dust this off and do a cash grab sequel. I'm in like I, I love Monsters Inc. so much and I just I want more of these characters. Uh, I can't speak enough uh, good things about this movie. Um, it's just man, it, it really it's crazy. And, you know, I think back to uh, when I was working uh, at the movie theater, this movie made my life hell. I worked for legit like a month straight when it came out. No days off legitimately seven days in a row every single week yeah and it was um it wore me down mentally but i remember seeing this movie in theaters it had to be like three or four times just because it was so so enjoyable and and so unique and fun uh so i profess my love uh let the world know uh monsters inc top three movie for me um harry what about you where does monsters inc land for you yeah, so I had a 12th. Um, it was really hard when I got to one through one through. Honestly, I want to say 12 because mm. um, my 13th was onward and I felt pretty comfortable about that. Um, so Monsters Inc. just started falling down on my list just because, you know, I think this is perfect casting. Um, Steve Buscemi is, is Randall. Um, you know, Billy Crystal is Mike. John Goodman is, is Sully, I think are perfect. Um, you mentioned the adorableness of, of Boo. Um, and this is, this is a great movie. It just, you know, and listen, as somebody who, you know, thinks, uh, you know, laughter should be the medicine instead of tears, um, a great concept there, Mm -hmm. um, that actually works a lot better for, for powering, um, the uh the cities uh only, only if that was the case you know only if we could solve, that's what it's called yeah, yeah monstropolis that's it. only if we could only if we could cure our you know uh energy problems and world problems by you know uh making making kids laugh um yes. you know and it just you know i maybe i have this too low you know i really debated on it i moved some movies up um that i think had a more personal impact on me um a little bit more so um that's why i shifted it down but hands you and me were kind of more aligned on this so you know what were your what were your thoughts on on monsters inc why 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 are we so off from greg here um i don't know so i can say like in terms of like fans like i'm not a billy crystal fan i'm not necessarily like a john goodman fan um i I think so i think harry's right like these two are really really good for the roles like they their voices their characters Mm -hmm. so well um 
Finn's starting to get into the Monsters Inc. world. Um, he calls Mike Mike One Eye, um, <laughs> nice, and Sully, nice. and su- Sully Two Eyes. So um, there you go. Yeah, so you can so, tell them apart. Um, he he that he hasn't watched the whole movie yet. Um, yeah, I this is this is another one where it's just like how many times have we ever seen like a monster movie where it's just like the monsters are basically like are the good guys and yeah they're scaring kids but at the same time like you're rooting for the monsters to um to help out boo and you you're open up to so like i it's definitely the kind of movie where you can let your imagination run wild with like design of 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 the monsters um i love the chemistry that that the two that um that john goodman and um billy crystal have um this is this is a really it is a really touching story because it's just like you think like when you think of monsters you're like they're all bad and you know they're they're just they're just regular guys that go to work and and they're working the nine to five man just happens, in the factory be scaring children yeah um uh. yeah and i and i think i like to twist on the whole laugh like laughter being the new energy that runs the city um yeah. and if that we wouldn't get the the lovely um laugh factory at uh tomorrowland um but yeah I, uh, I, this is, this is a, a really, like, I didn't quite hit my, break my top 10, but, um, I, I do love, I, I do love it. I, I feel like it's the least watched out of my like top 15 that I've mm. I, I kind of seen. Like I haven't really revisited it. Um, but yeah. I, I, for some reason, I feel like they're making a TV show or a third one. I don't know. I gotta I look think they up. made a, a series Disney plus series about it. That, that, oh, that came and went during. Oh, yeah. right. Oh really? I was. I mean, yeah, I have to, I'm gonna have to double listen. Check that. I, I don't think you. I don't think they're going for mid 30s uh, guys to watch. Uh, you know, uh, that's fair. New monster series. I think they're going for the mid 30s guys, kids to watch it. Well, they're um, leaving money on the table, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was gonna they say is like, one subscriber. Yeah. What I was gonna say is it was similar with Greg. Like when it, when he comes to his point with certain movies, like Reddit. Like I think this is his. This is my ratatouille for him, where it's like, mm. I think I probably need to revisit this and, you know, give it another firm shake because it probably has been a while since I've since I've actually fully watched Monsters, Inc. OK, cool. Uh, let's move on to number seven. What do we have? Yeah, number seven is Inside Out. Um, mm. So this I have um, I, I think we're all kind of in line with um, where this falls. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what where do we where are we at? Um, I don't have your guys, but yeah, we're uh, Harry's a little higher lowest. than me and Greg. Yeah, um, you're the lowest, yeah. um, but it's still top highest, ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I this movie tore me apart, like, and it's about emotions. Hmm. Um, I I think that everything like this is another in terms of like coming to age where you really you get to see like an all on and even like live action movies like coming to age where you really don't get to see what's going on inside of a person's head and why they make decisions. And I think this is like, a, this is a very unique take on that of you get to see like how your emotions, like at certain points in your life where you get confused, where like Riley runs away because your emotions are like literally all over the place. And you, you kind of like wonder a lot of people like wonder what goes on, like in, in someone's head where like they're conflicted between two different decisions or, you know, it faces up to like it even gets to the point where like it leads up to um not necessarily like sadness but like riley almost looks like she's like depressed and and she loses a lot of her memories and it i, I you get to see um 
joy and sad uh, joy and sadness go through their journey together when they don't they're two opposites who don't necessarily get along in their little world but they're forced to work together and then you know you yes. come to the realization that you can't some joy comes out of sadness um and and vice versa um i this has one probably my my least favorite well i don't say least favorite but my most emotional pixar gut punch as i call them is uh the bing bong scene mm. um Talk i about I, saying I'm, bye to your childhood right i am i'm 30 i'm maybe 37 in less than two months i i will cry every time that's on because with with pixar and even disney like i'm getting ready for bing bong to pull a quick one on them and and like basically do something to like hurt joy and sadness like he's getting set up mm. to be a villain or be a shyster and you know what no he's just trying to survive and when he when that wagon goes in the air and he's not on it i'm like oh man like here it comes and i like i remember him being in the theater like crying like kind of i'm like <laughs> oh my god like, looking <laughs> away like oh yeah um yeah. and i still i still do that watching it um it, it, it honestly like breaks my heart and um yeah, like I, I just think like towards the end, like you you really like, you know, the whole purpose of your emotions basically working together um, is is great. The voice casting is perfect for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll throw some some thoughts over to, to you gentlemen, Harry. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about casting with Monsters, Inc. And uh, if there's any Parks and Rec fans on here, uh, I think Amy Poehler was perfectly cast as Joy. Um you know, Lewis Black is anger, I think is is a perfect if anyone's, you know, if you're old enough to watch his stand-ups um, there for that. And uh, yeah, um, you know, Bill Hader plays fear, Mindy Kaling plays disgust and, and Philip Smith plays sadness and uh, Richard Who's Kine perfect. playing. Yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard yeah. Kine playing Bing Bong as well. Um, yeah. So what I really enjoyed about this movie is they they spend a tiny bit on it, but they they spend it in showing the leaders of the emotions for you know other people or for the adults i think at some point just for like a quick you know i think it's towards the end but it's interesting to think about your feelings this way you know or you know what a kid could be feeling where it's like you're feeling immense joy and joy has to be the center of it and you always have to feel happy but what happens when you move you know what happens when your life kind of changes you know what happens when you want to you know not listen to your parents anymore um you know, similar, you know, these are the themes I enjoy a little bit more, um, enjoy a little bit more in uh, Disney films. And I, I hope they continue to explore, um, you know, with it. Uh, you know, this was just right on my top 10. Another one I struggled with, um, with finding, you know, the spot to rank it in um, probably could be higher on my list to agree with you guys. Um, absolutely delightful uh, little little film uh, inside out. Um, I remember, you know, this didn't get a little, this was, I think, I don't want to say it was the first one, but this felt like the first one where, you know, I feel as though there was a backlash to it where it's like, is this too deep for kids? Are kids going to be able to understand this and enjoy it? And I think there is a lot to enjoy, but, you know, this is where I think Pixar is the best at, where they get the parents, the, you know, or the older generations to be able to watch and the young kids and be able to, for them to have a good time. Um, you know, it also won best animated and was nominated for its screenplay, which, you know, I think is well-deserved. Um, so, so Papa, I'll toss it over to you um, with your thoughts on it. Yeah. So I had inside out uh, ranked sixth in my top 10. Uh, yeah. 
just confirming that. Yeah. And it, you know, it fell for seven overall for us. So it was right. Pretty much right in line. Um, yep. I think this movie is just fantastic. Uh, I, I really, really love the concept and the, uh, the work at, uh, that they put into this, um, the character designs, like you guys said, the voice uh, cast is tremendous. Uh, I'm not a huge Amy Poehler fan. And I, I thought she was just lovely in this role. Uh, she, she really uh, knocked it out of the park along with the rest of the cast. Um, very. Uh, this is, this is definitely like this along with one other movie that we haven't mentioned yet really takes a meta look at what, makes us as humans us and i i really enjoy that they do a deep dive on that and i would just i would have loved to have been in the writer's room or you know with whoever when they first came up with this idea and they started spitballing it and it's like hey let's get inside the mind of a teenage girl and uh you know kind of see where these emotions are coming from and actually you know let's let's take it back even before that so when she was little and and see how those emotions develop and become more complex with time memories, and how yeah. yeah yeah the memories uh aren't, aren't just tied to one pure emotion anymore they're kind of a beautiful mix of things and it's just man i'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it like it's it's really just a a, a great idea and they they executed it spot on and yeah, hands. You you hit the nail on the head again with uh, you know the Bing Bong scene being heartbreaking. I mean, it's just uh, it's really a very very uh, enjoyable movie that uh, hits home. And I think you know, I, I, look, I I can't speak for kids because obviously it's been quite a while since I've been in that mind mindset. <laughs> but if if I were to take a guess, I would think that this does a pretty adequate job of kind of helping explain hey look and yeah i mean obviously this is not a science film uh this is all fiction but like you know it gives a, an interesting look and perspective to children on you know what might be happening inside and, and kind of yeah. finding a way to to take that to their level and explain it while simultaneously making a crazy enjoyable film for adults so it's just um it's just beautiful i i think uh they did an excellent job with inside out well said thank you um so uh inside out's in the bag we're gonna move on to number six what do we got uh number six uh we have 2003's finding nemo mm. um this uh this one best animated feature uh is nominated for screenplay original score and sound editing um you know, I remember watching Finding Nemo, you know, shortly after it came out. So I was probably just ending high school um, or maybe it was on, you know, DVD or whatever it was at the time, because um, I know I didn't see it in theaters. But this, uh, you know, when Greg was talking about um, movies that made a ton of money, I know this one was a huge movie uh, at the movie theaters. I don't um, remember theaters being that trashed before or <laughs> since. Like that was just yeah nightmare city. Yeah. I'm pretty sure um, we were all working together at that time too. I think uh, that was... I, I was not. That was oh, 2003, okay. a couple of years before me. Well, one and a half, maybe, maybe, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. That's right. Hands so, might have been hands. Yeah, were you me there and hands. Two thousand three. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, we were yeah. rolling squad on those at Nash. Yes. <laughs> Greg was yelling. Um, but me. you know, uh, Albert Brooks cast is is Marlin. You know, um, you know, Ellen DeGeneres as we talked about a little bit with Dory. Uh, Willem Dafoe is Gil. Um, and this one just just hits you right in the feels. It has that similar Toy Story vibe, where you know it kind of focuses the whole movie in a way with that final kind of, uh, you know, I guess trash scene um, in toy story three with like the whole movie, like, is this kid going to get back to his, his dad um, throughout, you know, the large parts of the ocean and how do you get to it? And just the journey that in the dad having to challenge himself and, you know, he's set in his ways and how things work. And, you know, he had a tragic, you know, moment that happened to him, you know, that, you know, keeps him, you know, wanting to be play on the safe side and Nemo, all he wants to do is, you know, go against his parents, um, similar to being read, you know, and, and not listening to his parents and doing what he wants and going on his own path. Um, you know, it leads him astray in this one and, you know, but, um, you know, it all, all works out in the end, uh, there for it. But, uh, you know, this one, you know, is a fan of the ocean, unlike hands, um, and the fan of the sea, uh, I, I think it's a beautiful movie. Um, you know, it really works. It's very colorful, obviously, you know, being in the ocean, it, it touches on all bases. So, um, but I'll toss it over to the, the sea hater um, and the hands. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on, on finding Nemo number six on our list? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm surprised to see it so high on your list considering your hatred of the sea, but maybe this movie turns you for a couple of weeks. Uh, I hate the ocean. I hate creatures in the ocean. Um, I, I, I honestly like the jellyfish. I hate movie scares, scares. Uh, yeah. I, I'm like Darth Vader, except with, with water. I hate, I hate, <laughs> the, I hate the ocean. it's um, liquid and it's smooth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets everywhere. Um, and, and it's full of pee. Um, <laughs> Jesus. No, I like I, I think that like this is like, you know, it opens really sad and it's based and, and, you know, you find out Marlon's been raising Nemo, being very cautious of letting them go. Um, basically, like and they call it, like the great beyond outside of their little area because he's afraid of what's going to happen. And um, he doesn't want the same thing to happen to his wife to happen to Nemo. Um, yeah. Nemo gets stuck, trying stuck in a boat, ends up in Australia um and yeah it, it's a it's a really like i think now watching it as 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 a parent it, it it's a lot it means a lot more because it's like what like would like how far would you go to to rescue your child um and he goes i i honestly don't know where his home is in terms of the sea but he goes all the way to australia and and finds them um it's such it's it's a great it tells basically two different stories of Marlon trying to find Nemo and then Nemo trying to escape the fish tank. And when they meet up, it gets, uh, you know, it's, it's really cute story. And, and, you know, Marlon learns like learns his lesson as much as Nemo learned his lesson of Marlon kind of needs to let Nemo like live and, Mm -hmm. and grow and, and be able to make his decisions, even though like, you know, how tough they are. Um, I love, uh, I'm not a huge Ellen DeGeneres fan, but she's great in this movie. Um, she just, she brings a lot of energy to a, a voice role. And I think it's, it, mm. I think that it really just amps the movie up a lot more. Um, you know, we talked about the, like um, all the other um, guest voices in it, like Willem Dafoe. Um, yeah. A couple other, I, I know there's like some other people I can't remember like who does it, like who does the voice of Bruce. I think that's Idris Elba, but I might've made that up. 
Um, I'm going to find that out. But uh, yeah, if I did, then it sounds like them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it, it's really cute. It's a cute story. Um, yeah, the, the ride at Disney's fun. It's a nice little little ride <laughs> through. So we got that. Um, and yeah, uh, and my son has not discovered it, really discovered it too much in terms of movie form. So um, it's going to stay high on my list. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Finding Nemo, like I said, you know, when we were talking about Finding Dory, uh, Nemo, it took me a while to come around on it. Um, And, you know, after several watches, I kind of started vibing with it and and it definitely earned its place in the top 10 for me. I did have it ranked a little bit lower than you guys. I I still had it in the top 10, but I had it at a number nine. Um, That said, you know, I mean, Again, fantastic movie. Uh, I will say I'm more partial to the stuff in the fish tank with Willem Dafoe and Mount Wanahakalugi than uh, than um, you know Marlin and, <laughs> and his journey. Adventure. Yeah, but uh, but that being said, you know it's just um, it's just it's another movie that is very gorgeous to look at, and I mean that's half the battle right there. You know, being able to to keep my attention and then. The story is compelling. I will say I never thought there was ever a chance that, you know, Nemo wouldn't be reunited with Marlin. So that kind of downplays the stakes for me. But um, even even that said, you know, it's still a very, very entertaining, very well-made movie. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Hair Nemo. I mean, I talked about it, but it's oh, okay shoot. If you I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no I, I did. It's all right. It's all right. Listen, yeah. listen, there's been there's been 20, 20 movies that we've talked about here. So no worries. Um, Greg did not listen. But yes. No, it's okay. <laughs> I he didn't repeat anything listening. I said, so it's yeah. all good. <laughs> uh, so now that all three of us have went, <laughs> uh, we're going to go again. On. Yeah, uh, I was looking for a second take from you. I didn't think your first ones. Were I good appreciate enough. it. Um, we're going to move on to our number five. Here it is, folks. We're cracking the top five now. And we have 2008's Wally at number five. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm laughing because Harry is shaking his head. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's unbelievable yeah. how we continue to do these podcasts. And hands continues to enrage me at some point in the podcast. <laughs> I don't so, understand it. I don't know what he has against me. It's unbelievable. Yes. It's this literally, is the, it's my goal every single week. Wally is the movie that hands review bombed for us. This was ranked very high for myself and uh, Harry. I had this at number two. Uh, Harry, you can talk about where you it's, had it when we get to you. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Wally, I mean, hey, the proof is in the pudding. It won an Oscar for best animated feature film uh, of that particular year. Uh, you know, I, I had it in my fave five uh, animated list. I believe it was an honorable mention, but um. I mean, it's just a a fantastic movie. It's so well done. Again, you talk about a unique concept. There's barely any dialogue in the movie, especially from the main characters. Mm. And yet you still connect with them and fall in love with them. And, uh, you know, you just you want to see more. And, you know, you want to see this little guy succeed at finding his his love. And, you know, even though he's all alone on this desolate world and he just keeps plugging away doing what he's doing living his life and you know befriending cockroaches and then all of a sudden love comes falling in and he he goes on a grand adventure to try and find her i mean it's just it's 
again, a gorgeous movie to look at, a unique concept, well-executed story. You know, even the stuff in space is, is interesting and, and uh, fun. I just, I love this movie, loved it so much. Um, so, oh, you know what? Real quick, one, one point on Nemo. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to mention this. But in the, in the closing credits for Nemo, my favorite credit song, which is Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darren. Just wanted to mention that. The reason it popped in my head is because this one, uh, Wally uh, has Down to Earth banger. by Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Banger. Which is fantastic uh, also. So, yeah, I mean, Wally just in love with the little guy uh, and, and Eve, for that matter. Uh, Harry, I know you share my my love for Wally. So yes. lay it on us, brother. I mean, listen, anyone who listened to my our uh, Fave 5 animated knows where mm-hmm. I feel about Wally, and uh, it's number one on my list. Um, spoiler alert. Mm. Um, and then there's there's some maniac out there. There's some <laughs> Joker. There's some Jared Leto type Joker uh, out there. Um, re- just absolutely hating. Just wants uh, to see the world burn. Um, exactly. So you mentioned it obviously won animated. It was also nominated for screenplay, original song, score sound mixing and sound editing so a lot of love here for this movie except for from some and i'm going to keep calling them out on it um but yes the beautiful journey of wally and and eva um or eve uh and just man um you know i uh i was watching this the other day because my wife just put it on because we were we were obviously doing pixar stuff and it was just on in the background and you know it's just it's just exciting to look at the future um, you know, I don't know if we're going to see it, but well, maybe, maybe not that future grandkids. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could be our future. We don't know. No, I'm we saying it's not exciting know. to look at that future. Though. <laughs> I mean, listen, I will say this. So the ship didn't look that bad. I mean, yeah, if you're okay. just zoned in and you're, you're not letting, you know, being known the truth, Facts. it looked terrible. Facts. It looked like a life um, yeah. that I could get used to. Um, I didn't see anybody uh, working. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> we're real positive there. Um, but yeah, you know, Wally just has such a such a kind, you know, soul mm-hmm. and just wants to do right. And, um, you know, obviously finds this love with 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 Eve and, you know, will do it. Not will basically risk his life, um, you know, and, and there's that beautiful scene, uh, you know, where where it gets you where, um, you know, Eve gets to watch back when she was um, either asleep um, you know, or not looking and basically, you know, Wally, you know, does all these things with her and, and takes care of her. And there's mm. those beautiful moments. And uh, yeah, um, it's really it's just it's a perfect movie to me. Um, hour 38 runtime. You know, we talked a little bit about longer movies and, and this gets right to the point. And, you know, maybe it does. You know, if you want to make a criticism of it, it does get a little 2001 Space Odyssey at the end that might turn some people off. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to the Joker himself. Um, as Greg mentioned, it was his number two. It was my number one. Um, it probably should be higher, uh, in the rankings and hands. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and, and say, we'll give you 30 seconds and then we'll move on because we can't, we can't take the hate. Here's hands. Well, I like the robot in short circuit better. As, <laughs> as you were talking about it, like maybe I was a little wrong with my, my, um, you know, maybe I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll bring reevaluate it back, it. Bring it back. Bring for it the back. folks, bring for the back. folks at home, this is the third time. Henry's come to this conclusion. Um, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. Um, it's okay. I, I don't, I, I think it's oh, a good movie. Goodness. It's a good movie, but I don't get as much as like every, ever everyone else gets out of it. And that's fine. That's just my opinion on it. I don't, I just, 
I think it, it's a beautiful shot movie. I think I, fo- I, I think I kind of lose a little bit of interest once they get the space and you get meet all the humans. And the, I, I think that I like, I don't know if I need it that in there. Like they could have did some more on earth, but I don't know. I, I don't, I, I just don't wave your hand at me. I'm just saying how I feel. I just, I know a lot of people get like, and, and two people on this podcast, again, 66% disagree <laughs> with me. And um, I think that, it, I think it's a, it's a beautiful movie. I think that it's a very like well shot movie for um, for Pixar. And I just I I'm just not emotionally connected or invested in these characters. That's it. This is I like the one. robot in shorts. Harry I like the robot in shorts a lot one. better. Harry has one. I have one that we yeah. need to watch back. This is your one. You need to watch this back. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Get on that. <laughs> and hates love. Unbelievable. <laughs> Headline: Man hates love. <laughs> Man hates love. Man hates Wally. Uh, all right, so let's move into our top four now. And what did we have at number four? So number four is was number one on my list, which was Soul. Uh, came out in 2020. This is uh, about a musician. We talked about it before. I think on animated. I think this was number one of my animated movies. I have to go back and check. Um, I, this, this movie is, is in my opinion, Pixar's best. Um, not only is just the animation great, but I love the story. Um, it's about a musician named Joe who, uh, doesn't die, almost dies, does die. Like he's in like very critical care, like critical condition. His soul ends up going to like a middle place between heaven and earth. And he, um, you know, he learns a lot about himself. He wants to be like a famous jazz musician and play with the best. And he starts to realize that like, there's a, there's a scene when he's walking through his life and he notices like himself and kind of sees, and it, you know, I think he basically says like his life was meaningless. Like he's not, he's to the point where he wasted his life doing something that never amounted to anything. Um, then he gets, uh, reincarnated, not reincarnated, uh, brought back to life as a cat. And, um, he, he befriends, uh, 22, which is basically, uh, it's like a partner soul that he, um, that's not too eager to go to earth. Um, and she's just kind of like a troublemaker voiced by Tina Fey. Um, she ends up in Joe's body in the real world and, you know, they, they're trying to, um, get Joe to um, basically show up to this audition, be successful and, and, and get him back in his body. Um, but there's a lot of tones that like, as you get older in life, I feel like you kind of look back and you're like, you kind of evaluate your own life and you look at it and you're like, you know, it, it's a very sad story for him. Cause it seems like he's like kind of a loner and he, he feels like he wasted a lot of his time following his dream. Um, but it's a very funny movie. It's got, it's got, some really good performance, especially from like Jamie Foxx. And I, I just, I got a lot out of this more than like any other Pixar movie. I feel like I feel like there's a ton of heart in this movie. Um, and I, I love uh, this actually like opened me up a little bit to like, I'm not like, I'm not going to say I'm knocking down the doors, like record stores for like jazz, but you kind of like appreciate like that style of music a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and Are you going to revisit blah, blah land or no, absolutely yeah. not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I, I honestly do love, I love this movie. Like I, I cry watching it. Um, I, it came out two years ago, so I'm full grown man, just shedding tears over a 
No shame. Man in his, Nothing man wrong in his with hat. that, brother. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I know it was a little, little higher in Europe, but it fell in the top ten. So, uh, Harry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a crazy person. I, I understand that this belongs in the top ten, unlike some people with their Wally choices. Um, <laughs> you know, it, uh, it did win animated and original score. Um, I think this was uh, Atticus Ross and um, what's the other guy? The, the two. They always do it together. I, uh, I know who it. you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, they, yeah. they yeah. do the score for it. And it's uh, it was also nominated for Best Sound as well. Um, yeah, Soul definitely has soul, as they say. Um, I mean, similar. this is similar to Inside Out for me. I like this a little bit more um, with its uh, with its appeal to me. Um, you know, I, I, I think one of my favorite uh, parts of this movie is Terry, uh, played by Rachel House, who I believe is the accountant um, or like who keeps track of everything and is like just like the corporate element of this world of souls <laughs> um, and, you know, the the counselor Jerry's and just how, you know, happy and chill they are. Um, and Terry is just the exact opposite. Um, and it's just it works great in it to me. Um, yeah. And it, it just, you know, you know not a spoiler, but like, you know, the, the end of the movie just kind of says, Hey, there's moments in your life where you can reflect on and be, you know, um, happy about, um, you know, or look back on and think, wow, this is a pretty incredible moment. It doesn't have to be, you know, what you do with your career, um, you know, or something of that nature. Um, so that, that really hit home for me. And, you know, as Chris said, it definitely gets emotional there at the end. Um, you know, I don't know if it's also, you know, me in my thirties, uh, looking and being like, wow, yeah, life life can be pretty special if you if you just remove the career goal aspirations uh, of life and move those goalposts a little bit. Um, but Greg, I'll turn it over to you uh, for your thoughts on Soul. Yeah, I love Soul. Uh, I had it ranked number five, and you know it winds up number four on our list. Um, this is the other half of that duo that uh, I mentioned. You know, makes a great pairing for a double feature with Inside Out. It really. Yeah, You know, both of them take a meta look at what it means to be a human and um, on, on different levels. And uh, yeah, I just I thought it was uh, a fantastic movie. Um, this animation style, it, I hesitate to say realistic because it's not it's still cartoony, but it, it's definitely more there's more realism in it than I guess your typical Pixar fair. Uh, it, the characters aren't quite as cartoony as uh others um right kudos to disney for you know uh empowering you know a a, a black story and a, a mostly black cast uh so yeah. it's good to have different perspectives and and uh really look at you know all the um diversity in our world and and start focusing on stories outside of you know the just standard hey here's a, a white male or white female so yeah. um i really uh i really appreciated that that look into um you know a different culture um great to to listen to the the jazz in it uh fantastic really great story uh i mean it just it, it, if i could sum it all up in one word it's just it's great it is a great movie and uh really really enjoyable a lot of meaning and as you guys said i know it's very punny but yes a lot of soul in it so um kudos to uh to pixar for this just a, a fantastic movie 
Uh, all right, so that's it for our number four. Uh, what do we have at number three? Uh, number three uh, is going to be a, uh, a delightful little film. Uh, I say little with all these Disney movies, like they're not making billions of millions of dollars. Um, <laughs> 2009's Up. Um, the story of 78-year-old Carl Fredrickson uh, travels to Paradise Falls in his house equipped with balloons inadvertently taking a young stowaway uh, named Russell along with him. Uh, man, up. You know, there, there's a moment in where we talk about, you know, what what is good for kids and what, you know, what kind of movies are maybe too intimidating for kids. And the opening of Up is one of the most devastating things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, you know, if a kid can sit there and watch that, uh, you know, I think they'll I think they'll be OK with with certain other elements in movies and in, in pop culture um, with it. Um, it did win some uh, awards um, during award season, as I always like to mention, uh, won best animated uh, and original score. It was nominated for best picture, uh, nominated for screenplay and also nominated for sound editing. So hit up a lot of those categories there. Beloved film through for the year. Um, you know, I mentioned this during our, you know, fave five, you know, uh, animated, um, just, you know, always had a dream to like fall in love with, you know, uh, young and, and have that person in my life. Uh, I met my, my, the love of my life later in life, which is, which is perfectly fine, but it was always later a dream in life. You know? Come on now. Yeah. She's yeah, sitting right there. <laughs> no, she isn't. Um, you know, um, but you know, you know, Ed Asner, you know, playing Carl Fredrickson, Christopher Plummer, you know, playing, Charles Muntz, um, you know, is the uh, intimidating uh, character who we find out later on in the movie. Um, yeah, this is just uh, a movie that just gets gets you gets me so emotional uh, every time I watch it. It's always when it's on or, the you know, it's uh, it on in the background. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to get sucked into up again. Uh, but, yeah, this is just such a beautiful movie. Uh, hands, I'll turn it over to you. What are your what are your thoughts on uh, on up? Um, I, I hate the first 10 minutes of up because it's like such a happy thing. And then it's like, bam, like take, take all that joy away. Um, I, I, uh, I do. I, I think it's funny. Russell reminds me of someone that, that we all know uh, a child that uh, would tag along in, in certain situations. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, Harry, when you're like 80 years old and your, your house flies, Maybe I'll hang along. Nice. Um, Can't wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is it, it's such a bizarre movie because not only does the house fly away with balloons and they end up two old men are fighting on top of a blimp um, that Incredible. are it's just like like a, a geriatric fight on top of a blimp. And like the ones using his walker, it's a sword. Um, I it, this this movie has a ton of a ton of like heart to it. And you know, Car- Carl's just a, 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 a angry old man who doesn't want to sell his house and, you know, eventually realizes the point that there's a lot more than holding on to it. Like, even though at his age, there's a lot like it, it doesn't make sense to hold on to the past. And he, you know, makes a new friend and Doug and Russell. And I don't know. I think Kevin does not come home with them. I think she stays on Paradise Falls. I'm not sure. But the big bird, I think she stays. I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean, this is this. Uh, even though you know Ellie, uh, you know she dies in the first five minutes, ten minutes of the movie. Like I still feel like she's a character throughout the movie. 
like for Carl, like he's kind of like referencing her and, and, you know, he, he doesn't want to let her go. And eventually he realizes he has to. Um, and yeah, it, it's a great story. Like I, I remember like when this had first come out, I think they were talking about possibly, they were possibly making like a sequel. And uh, I think that that is the worst idea to make a sequel to this movie. Cause um, what would it consist of? Like Carl's not going to fly. His house is gone. And like, I just don't want to see it. Like, I think, well, it's Ed, like, a, like and Ed Asner's passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Well, I'm yes, but I, I mean, like, I think this was like right after the release. Right? Uh, like, okay. I don't know. How, okay. Yeah, like yeah. they were like talking about like green lighting it, and I was like, no, nah, that's a dumb idea. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like a special movie because I feel I think that was like one of the first movies that me and my wife may have seen in theaters. Yeah. And so, like, our our wedding had some up um, influence to it. Um. But yeah, I, I, it always like kind of holds a special, like kind of little special meaning to me. But yeah, I, I think I had it like number two for me. Um, yeah, so it was yeah. two for me and you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always going to stay. Uh, that, that's always going to be behind soul. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Greg. Yeah. So for me up, I'm not going to delve too deep in, into it because we're running a bit long as it is, but uh but it doesn't quite hit as hard for me, but it is still a top 10 uh, movie. Uh, I had it ranked as number seven. Um, again, you know, it, it, that 10 minutes devastating, you know, it builds you up just to break you down. And uh, it's um, it's pretty crazy. Love the relationship between uh, Russell and, and Carl. Um, <laughs> yeah, real uh, and, good chemistry. Yeah, very good. And uh I mentioned it on, uh, you know, our Fave Five animated, but uh, not a huge fan of Doug. I, I found him kind of annoying, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but just a, a fantastic movie. So glad uh, it's getting the flowers it deserves. Uh, all right, gonna move on from up. We're in our uh, prime time, baby. Final We're two. at number two, and number two is 2017's Coco. Um, this movie, uh, just where do I even begin? Well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about its uh, um, Academy Awards. So it won Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures with original song Remember Me uh, by Kristen Anderson Lopez. And, yes, and Robert Lopez. And it won Best Animated Feature Film. Uh, so this movie, man, I just, I think I mentioned another movie on this list. I, I said, I adore, I adore this movie also like this uh, for me was my number one pick. Um, and it, it was in my fave five animated movies. I just absolutely love Coco. I it's the feel of it being in, you know, rural Mexico and, and the music and the life and, you know, the celebration of day of the dead and, you know, kind of uh, honoring your family, but, you know, making your own way, similar themes to turning red, uh, just absolutely love everything about this. Um, Dante, the dog, unlike dog, I, I think is, uh, <laughs> is very uh, funny, um, even though, you know, he, he doesn't have as big of a part as dog. Uh, Miguel, tremendous main character, uh, you know, finding out uh, uh, about, you um, his family and, and diving into that uh, meeting Hector and, and Ernesto de la Cruz and all this stuff. It just, it, it's so, so well done. And it makes me un poquito loco uh, as they would say in the movie. Um, 
this is the other movie I mentioned that I have the soundtrack to, and and it it, it does get played yeah. regularly. Uh, just fantastic songs, um, and fantastic uh, score. Uh, I could sit on and drone about my love for Poco or uh, Coco um, all night, <laughs> and uh, see, I am going Poco crazy, Poco Loco, Poco yeah. Loco. Um, Oh, and the other thing I'll mention too, uh, you know, I've seen this movie multiple times. Waterworks at the end every time. Uh, this is the one that gets me, and it's just you know, keeping that love alive and keeping your family and your memory, and not you know, no matter what's happened, not trying to um, forget about them or or anything like that. Just uh, you know, even if they're not with us anymore, finding ways to to honor them and and keep them alive um, in your mind and in your heart. So. Really, really, really love this movie. Um, Hair, what are your thoughts on Coco? Yeah, I mean, wow, you uh, you really set the table there, uh, mm. Papa, with uh, with uh, your thoughts on Coco. Yeah, I mean, um, I love Ernesto de la Cruz, I think he's one of the best villains in mm. some of the Disney movies, played by Benjamin Bratt. Um, you know, it, it kind of turns it on its head, even if you kind of can see it coming, but you're unsure. Um, you know, love the pursuit of what you love. You know, and his family outlaws music and he absolutely loves it and you can't stop what you love. And, um, you know, like he said, the waterworks definitely come at the end um, when when he gets back um, from the land of the dead. A beautifully a beautiful movie as far as color, um, mm. you know, once you're going into the land of the dead and sumptuous. You know, <laughs> yeah, just a uh, great word um, nice. there for it. So. Um, yeah, this, uh, this, as you mentioned, uh, Greg was number one on your list. Uh, this one just creeped up, you know, as you mentioned with the, with the score and the music, um, or the soundtrack, I should say, uh, you know, I caught myself listening to it and all the, you know, it was like, oh man, I think I got to put Coco higher. And it just kept inching up my list a little bit. I had it at number six, um, right in between you and hands. So, so hands, um, you know, I, the love here for Coco, I, I think is not going to end. It's a, it's our number two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so go ahead. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to touch, like kind of retouch on anything that you guys had focused on. Um, the one thing that I will mention is I remember when the trailer came out for this, they didn't show too much. They basically show um, Miguel getting to the yeah. land. It uh, was land of the dead. Mm-hmm. Was it, sure. Was, um, yeah. And uh, basically what like the, the only last thing you see is him looking upon it. And I'm like, th- that like kind of sold me already, like visually. Um, they didn't really release too much on the plot, which is good because it's, I, you know, I, and I know, Harry, you're like that with trailers where they release way too much. This, way they did much. the exact opposite where they just kind of stopped the trailer basically 10, 15 minutes in the movie. Um, great story, great twist in terms of um, Ernesto de la Cruz and his mm. real intentions and who he is. And um, I, I, I think that this really came out of left field for me because I, I, I didn't think it was going to have the success that it did, um, but I'm glad that it did. And it, it, it had legs. Um, I love the soundtrack. I love the music in it. Uh, you know, everything about it. Um, the culture um, is like is there's, there's a ton of culture in this movie um, with like, you know, Mexican culture and their music and, and just ha- and and, um, you know, like you had mentioned with the family aspect of it. Um, I, I, it's, it honestly is, um, like one of the few soundtracks that I've downloaded over the years that I still continually listen to. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. Nice. So. Okay. Well, I'm sure you guys have figured it out, but that leaves, but one film left hands. Let's take it home, baby. What's, uh, what's tops of our list here. 
2022's light year. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> we got an advanced copy. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's going to be uh, the one that started it all toy story. Um, mm. You know, toy story, like it, it, rev- it revolutionized like animated movies. Um, this was Pixar's first movie, um, you know, got Tom Hanks and Tim Allen at the top of their games um to you know do the voices a lot of not a lot of 90s actors and actresses that <laughs> that are doing some voices in this um one of my favorite things in the movie you finally get the toys uh come to life for a human which i mentioned earlier in the podcast they scared the hell out of them, a, sid they got they got, a, they got a little more crazy as you mentioned earlier yeah now they just get into crazier scenarios more daring, no one as sees them. yeah no one sees them move um no this is you know this is uh, every kid's kind of thought of like if i leave the room like what do my toys do like do they come to yeah. like like it, it just opens up like a world in our own of if our toys did come to life like how would they act like how would they act with each other like you have older toys and a new one's brought in like is there a jealous like do toys feel like i it's it's a really cool um kind of idea that they brought to the table and they got four movies out of it soon to be five um <laughs> tons of shorts like tons of uh, like uh, it, not just like from a movie aspect, but just from like toys and, and it brought back toys like Slinky Dog and and all other toys that we even forgot existed and gave them new life and yeah. just sketch. Yeah. Um, but it, it was that whole world of fantasy that it's not in a, a, a fantasy world. It's it's the real world. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think it's it was a, it's a really cool. It, it's, you know, a, two toys that are going that are way different that end up becoming friends and working through their their friendship it, it's you know it, it it was something for 10 year old me that you know i've never seen before in, in a in a movie like at least 3d animation and it it literally yeah. revolutionized everything so yeah. um hair yeah um i mean you know we, we talked to i mean obviously best animated feature didn't exist uh when when toy story came out but uh, the movie was so special that they gave it a special achievement award uh, to John Lasseter for the development and inspired application of techniques that have made possible the first feature length computer animated film. Um, so it just goes to show like what an impact it had as, as Hans was mentioned in there. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, there's, you know, similar to what I was, I was talking about earlier with like when you're, you know, in your childhood, um, you know, there becomes a point where you're, you're, you stop playing with a certain toy and play with another toy. And all of a sudden that toy goes to the, the back end or, you know, isn't as played as much, or there's the new fancy one um, that you get to use. Um, and it was uh, it's, it's funny to think of, you know, as you get older uh, in regards to that. And there's the, you know, whole, you know, Tim Allen, you know, his buzz light years, basically of inability to understand that he's a child's toy. Um, he's not actually a space ranger, um, you know, and, and having to deal with the grapple with that and Woody being replaced and possibly being, you know, second favorite or second fiddle. Um, but yeah, um, this wasn't actually in anybody's number one. It was just, you know, the movie that ended up being the the most favorited by the three of us, um, the highest up. So yeah, you know, an hour and 20 minutes, you know, nice, easy, breezy. Um, so, so pop, I'll throw it to you with some final thoughts on, uh, on toy story to round it out. Uh, well, first thing I want to talk about is it's just, it's mind blowing to me that this movie is 27 years old. Oof. Yeah. And the, uh, the crazier thing. So this came out in 95 
Lion King comes out in 94. Both amazing movies. Nobody's taken away yeah. anything from either one, but they feel worlds apart. You know, it just it, it feels yes. like it really like I feel like Lion King is a part of my childhood. And uh, I feel like Toy Story is more, you know, me in, coming into my teens, even though it that wasn't the case. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, I don't know. There's there's like that weird uh mason dixon line that exists between those two films yeah but either way um yeah i mean just it's it's kind of outstanding and mind-blowing to see a feature film that uh that was able to be made using the cgi um i mean obviously you know the pixar wasn't owned by disney at the point that this came out but um it still has that high level of quality. It, I mean, it was released by Disney, but uh, but Pixar, the company that made the film, wasn't wasn't owned by Disney at that point. Um, but it still has that Disney love and that Disney quality to it. And uh, I mean, even today, like I would say, yeah, the animation doesn't quite stand up as as well yeah. as it used to. As we get further out and see enhancements in technology, of course, that's that's going to be the case. You know, eventually everything's going to um wither and and not look as good but you know when we talked about a bug's life we mentioned the animation not really holding up i think toy story's animation holds up better than a bug's life and and toy story is the older film of the two so um yeah i mean it's just it's it's an amazing achievement it's an amazing movie with you know uh um an ingenious concept of of taking toys that uh you know are alive per se and and um you know have the same insecurities that that we humans do and you know they feel and go through all these emotions and have to cope and everything and what happens when you know the the new guy on the block is the the hot cool new thing and all (laughs) that stuff you know how do you cope how do you deal so uh tremendous voice cast i mean i can't imagine anybody else playing those parts you know i know that there were alternate picks i think at one time i I forget who but uh there were some big names out there but the cast that they landed on just absolutely perfect and yeah i mean it's it's spawned so much so much has come from the success and the genesis of toy story you know both pixar and disney and the toy story franchise itself like it really it has earned its way into history and has earned its spot at the top of this list. Well, absolutely. Well said. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, that is our list. Thank you for hanging on to another crazy long episode. Hopefully, you know, we do it for you guys. We do it for the content. We hope that uh, you guys can, uh, you know, enjoy this uh, and uh, listen to it at your leisure. Uh, So thank you guys for hanging in there with us. We're about to sign off, but before we do, Harry, anything for the peeps? Yeah, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, you know, I hope uh, I hope you get to see Turning Red. I hope you enjoyed as much as we did. You know, and then you know maybe we've we've convinced you to revisit, you know, or rethink some of your uh, you know favorite or least favorite Pixar films and dive back in. Um, you know, let us know how much you disagree with Hands on his Wally ranking. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, have a have a great two weeks and we'll, we'll see you soon yes uh hands anything for the peeps bring all that smoke i'm ready like <laughs> i'm ready like that's fine i'll defend it um 
no, thanks for sticking with us. Um, if there's any other uh, animated legacy that we need to cover, um, like the Shrek series, uh, let us know. We can do a deep dive into that. That'll be a, um, that'll be a solo pod for you. Hans. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I just saw like literally last night, I saw that there was a, a YouTube trailer for uh, an, another Puss in Boots movie. And I legit just Boots. rolled my eyes. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to cover all five, including movies, including uh, keep getting them checks. The, <laughs> we have a very special guest. Uh, the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Will be yeah, that's that's when, you oh, know, we're God. mining the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Hit us up on the socials. Let us know, you know, your rankings or your, you know, your top five, your top 10. Hell, give us your top 25, whatever you want to do. Let us know. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in as always and make sure you live spicy.